Hello, rugby league disciples across Australia and indeed the world. My name's Ben and with me as always is Sam. We're sitting in the Fatback Studios in the northern suburbs of Perth having a generally nice time drinking our coffee and our our water and uh, just generally feeling blessed to be alive. Well, I am. How about you? Oh, me too. I'm in a superb mood. I'm in mm. a wonderful mood. Isn't it strange? Both of us being in a terrific mood at the same time. Well, I think it's a cooling down of the weather and there's a bit of moisture on the grass. I put a bit of grass seed on to try and fix up my lawn. Did After you? summer's what? ravaged, ravaged at summer, just did a job on my lawn. And if you're a 44-year-old father, it's the kind of thing you care about, oh, isn't yeah. it? Mine, mine just miraculously recovered. I'm a 47-year-old father, and I don't care about it as much as you. But um, I had a big bald patch on my back lawn, and it, uh, it's just come up a treat. We only had like a brief shower, didn't we? But it seems to have done wonders. Oh, it's the moisture in the mornings, I think. Maybe that's what dictates our mood, our lawn, our lawn uh, condition. Oh, absolutely. Because oh, oh, no, I've got to walk over my lawn to get out of here yeah, to well, the fatback. And so every time, if it's in a... And, and and I'm in a good mood because it's recovering. I think I've been a bit down in the dumps because I thought that there was no hope for it. <laughs> Truth be told, I'd rip mine up in a heartbeat tomorrow if I had a, if I had another plan. Like if I if I had forty fifty grand for a pool, well, my backyard would be gone. That's what I want to do. Mm. We got two old dogs that are just hanging on for dear life. Bless them and. That was the plan, because they still need the lawn. But then again, they don't even make it to the lawn. I just found a big poop on my patio. <laughs> Bloody things, I have to wash it off. Oh, poor old buggers. What are you most thankful for on this beautiful Thursday? Well, I'm thankful for a show that I've discovered called Forged in Fire. Oh, God. They make swords. <laughs> you know how I said last time there was a show called Salvage Squad? Well, I knew you were, you were big on the on the restoration videos. Do they restore them or do they just bang them out of a, like a big but, lump of steel? No, they make sorts. So they have like a qualifying round and then the final two go through and they go home to their home forge, they call it, and they make, <laughs> they make recreations of big swords. I was watching one this morning where they made a Scottish Claymore, 55-inch double-handed sword that they, like William Wallace um, kind of thing. And then they test it out by cutting into pigs and cutting into big sheets of metal. It's extraordinary. If you haven't seen it, it's amazing. I love it. You know what I did? What? I bloody, I stole, a, we've got a one of those wet stones at work, you know, oh, the, yeah, the sharpening, sharpening blocks. Did you I, sharpen your knives? I borrowed it and I, I brought it home because I used to be, as you know, world famous uh, sparrow cutter. Oh, yeah. Used back to in cut the day. asparagus out yeah. at Edgel, out, out, um, out on the Binney Creek Road. Was it the Binney Creek Road? No. Yeah, right. It was out on the way to... Uh, on yeah. the way to Phillips Crossing. Phillips Crossing, No, yeah. that's not Binney Creek Road. No, I can't whatever remember that what was. I remember you used to ride your bike there and it should have only taken like 15 minutes kind of thing, but it'd take you all day when you're a kid. Oh, your BMX. Anyway, uh, so I, used to, I had a bit of experience like sharpening up my sparrow blade, and the knife, you know. So I thought I can, do, I can remember it. Anyway, I sharpened up my good global and... It, did I do a good job? Fucking did I do a good job? It'll, it, I, I tried, you know how they do on the telly and they go sideways on the tomato and oh, cut yeah. off the thin... Oh, I did that. Did you? Oh, I should have videoed it and well, showed it. you know, everybody. I've got five or six global knives sitting in there. They're probably due... I've got one of those little sharpening machines. Well, Connor at work was looking for the sharpening stone and I said, oh, <laughs> shit, I've borrowed it and forgot to bring it back. So, anyway. Um, uh, but I'm thankful for uh, the wonderful folks... Uh, and this isn't a sponsored mention, by the way, but if they want to get on board, oh. please, please get in touch. Uh, the wonderful people at uh, Brew Coffee Roasters in Wangara. Oh, around the corner. 
What have they done? Well, I, I went up there the other day to get some beans, see? And on, on your motorbike? On my motorcycle. Right. Uh, and... Oh, and a lovely lady bloody bailed me up, but that's a whole different story. But I walked in, and, I, and because I was on the bike, I didn't have my bloody uh, glasses. And I'm standing there in front of the beans and, and embarrassingly could not read a single <laughs> word on any of them. And I used to go there when we lived here, like, the first time around about 10 years ago. I went there all the time, and I knew they had one that I, one particular variety that I bloody loved. So I had to go up to the counter, cap in hand, and say to the young lady... Oh, I'm really sorry, but I'm old and stupid and I've forgotten my glasses and I can't bloody read the packets. Can you come and give me a hand? And three, one, not one, not two, three brew coffee roaster employees came over to help me find the bean of my dreams. And did they find it for me? Did they fucking what? What did they ask you? What sort of qualifying questions did they ask you? Uh, what kind of uh, uh, the the roast? You know, like the light roast, dark roast. What oh. kind of notes you like? In How it? high do you like your crema? Yeah, do you like a chocolatey note, a cr- caramelly note, a dark roast, light roast? I said, oh, I like a not the darkest, but around the, the towards the top end of the dark roast. And they found me the the <laughs> one that well, it turns out the one that I used to get before, oh. and get this. The price hasn't gone up. Wow. 40 bucks a kilo. Best beans in Perth. Best beans in the world. There you go. I said it. Brew oh. Coffee Roasters. Inspiration Drive, Wangara. I might go around there and say, you got any of them good beans with the dark roast or whatever that old mate's talking about? And can you put them in a little pod for me <laughs> to put in my Nescafe machine? <laughs> Get yourself a little... It's only a few hundred bucks for a little oh, bloody well, barista well, throw money around. <laughs> You can't beat it. Jeez, yeah. I love coffee. Oh, I'm sipping on one of your pod machine ones now. It's oh, not too it bad, actually. Like, does it taste like ass to you, does it? No, it's not bad, actually. Mm. I'm, I'm not one of those guys who go, oh, I'm fucking not drinking that. Well, the price is right and the, conveni- exactly. and the convenience <laughs> is right. You can't beat I either. Know that. I wouldn't know anything about coffee. I don't care. I drink anything. Oh, you you, you get into it. It's it's like they want, oh, like anything. You yeah, get, you motorcycles, get but yeah. it must be nice to have a quid. Yeah. It's right, our brand new motorbike down to buy $40 coffee beans, why not? Second hand, mate. Why not? Second hand motorcycles. Why not? What did you think of the rugby league on the weekend? Well, I thought it was a wonderful affair. I, everybody's been talking about the um, the closeness of the games and how we've got over the stink of 2021 and Volandis ball and how they've wound back the rules. And I still think they could get rid of the six again and it wouldn't make much difference because how many are you seeing called these days? Well, Not many. there's only a few, but I think they've been calling them rightly, I think, well. As do, well. You, do you think that the majority, because they They've moved the, the six again called the outside uh, a team's 40 metre line, if that makes sense. So yeah. they're only given on the attack now rather than coming off their own line. Do you think the majority of them, I don't have the stats, but, but were the majority of six against being called when teams were coming off their own line? Is that why? Oh, um, yeah, I presume they had stats that that's where the boundary was and that's where they were going to call them this year. But, geez, it's made a difference. And Yeah, I think it's, uh, I think it's really good. Well, I, I like how the game's going. Well, credit to the you got to give a bit of credit to. I mean, no credit for introducing it in the first place because it was a stupid idea. But at least they had the humility to say, "Well, this isn't working," and wound it back a bit. They didn't go all the way, obviously. But I think next year it'll be gone again. Oh, I yeah. Well, well, and it's good to see them tinkering with stuff that's not working because well, usually what they do is tinker with stuff that's that is because they've got a professional full time tinkerer that they got to employ. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, that, 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 well, on the on still the top. fairly close games, a couple of them blew out. I think uh, Cronulla they blew out a bit, but um, well, we'll get to them later. But yeah. Super Saturday, that's the best Super Saturday I've I've seen in years and years. Oh, and well, what a, and what I know why because it started off in bloody Bathurst. Oh, and they're doing too. the same thing this week as they're playing in Mudgee. They've yeah. got to get more games out to these regional centres. They're bloody terrific. I saw some wonderful footage on the weekend of um, Crichton was lining up his kick right on the sideline. There's this mad bastard with a huge big mullet and moustache in a Newcastle jersey. Absolutely giving it to him. And he was he was dead set a metre away from him, I reckon, right on that little chain link He fence. had a crack at him too, Crichton. Oh, he turned around, yeah. But it's like, what do you expect, Crichton? If you're going to have games right up there where, where the, uh, Carrington Park there in Bathurst where you can get right up on top of them, of course you're going to get a spray. I tell you what, uh, every it, there, there's, no, there's no heckle like a country footy heckle. Oh, it was magnificent. It was. It wasn't even that. It wasn't even that good a spray. It was more the. It's more the just the access this fella had. And, oh, right and, in his ear. Yeah, right in his ear, and and uh, it's just good for the game of footy. I reckon it was wonderful. They well, should do more of it. So we got Mudgy. I think uh, Manly versus Canberra. They're in Mudgy on the weekend. So similar kind of thing. Wonderful facility there in Mudgy. Oh, Glen Willow. I played there. Did you? Mm. Yeah. Um, scored a try. Did you? Yes, I did. Playing for the Cowra Eagles, the Mighty Eagles. Oh, rah rah. Yeah, rah rah. Against oh. against the uh, Mudgy, uh, what are they called? The Wombats, I think. Well, they were a tough team back in the day. It was pouring rain. Geez, I had a good game. Good on me. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just want to circle back while we were talking about the refs there. Circle back, touch base, open the kimono on uh, a certain couple of referees that we, uh, well, one of them we bitch about all the time, well, I do. Chris Sutton in the Titans-Raiders game managed to mess up a tackle count. Oh, yeah. Now, wasn't I talking last week about how these blokes could maybe improve if they didn't have to, like, if they didn't feel the need to scream and yell and carry on in between every single tackle and tell the players where they are and what they're doing and what they should be doing and carrying on? Well, I went back and watched that set. Oh, yeah. It didn't matter too much. Like, they, everybody's saying, oh, uh, Sextown at the rush, he's kicking. Yeah, to force a kick bullshit. and then they off it. And it was bullshit, It was still an okay kick and he wasn't rushed or anything. The Raiders didn't know it was fifth tackle. Anyway, um, but I watched that whole set and Chris Sutton did not shut up the entire time, oh. screaming, yelling, telling the Raiders, you're offside, you're not, you're offside. He basically went down the whole defensive line and pointed every single bloke out, calling them by their nicknames. And I've got more to say about it later. But just shut the fuck up and you might be able to count how many tackles you're up to, you... And plus, God knows what else was going on in his earpiece. Like exactly. Like someone telling him to remember his KPIs and to oh. open his kimono and everything. Um, yeah, I agree. I agree. They're losing concentration because the other big howler, I don't think it was a loss of concentration. It was sheer arrogance. Well, that's where I was getting it was Ziggy, to. Ziggy. Ziggy Niscott. When he didn't, uh, he didn't even check. Didn't even bother checking Luciano's. And we said it the week before that there was something that the referee should have checked. And this was one he definitely should have checked because it was it was almost identical to the try that uh, Chansey scored in the in the uh, at the end of the other game. Almost identical circumstances, and they looked at that about ten times. So why didn't? Why didn't someone up in the bunker just at least say, oh, Ziggy, hang on, wait, 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 Ziggy, just wait a second, let's look at that, because he's gone close. Well, I had time, because they're all standing around wasting time. Luciano told him to check it. 
Anyway, my point was about the whole rant that both of these blokes are refereeing this weekend in first grade. Where's the accountability? Where's the accountability? And do they get a fine? Do no. they get a $10,000 fine? Like if a, if a you know, it, it was because if Madge Maguire came out and said, right, that referee should be sacked because he should have had a look at it, he'd probably get a fine, right? Well, in this circumstance, I'd probably say he'd get off because he was right. And Annesley came oh, out and would. said that, that both of those both of those incidents were wrong and they got it wrong. But where's why are they? The, yeah, why are they still refereeing? Well, particularly the. Well, and, I know why because they got no one else to step in. But they do. They got Casey Badger. They got a lot of people. Of course, they got heaps of referees. And you bring one, and anyone could. If somebody just went out and refereed the game old school, just shut up. Don't tell the players what what they're doing wrong. Yeah. Don't call them offside. Just penalise them. Within the first five minutes, they'd get the hint. Everybody would have a nicer time. The players would be able to concentrate. The refs would be able to concentrate. It'd just be. Uh, one day, one day the referee KPIs and calling him fucking... Chris Sutton called Jack White and mate on Did the he? weekend. I've got more to say about it. As I, Anyway, I'm getting off topic. Yeah, yeah, but anyway. uh, while I'm on Graham Annesley, one thing leads into the other. The pain... Uh, not pain, Haas. Who? Oh, Nelson Asafa. Oh, with a big swinging arm at the back of the head. Yeah, it got a $1,000 fine. Yeah, now this I've got a problem with because we'll talk about the other suspension, the uh, Mitch Barnett one, but this Nelson one, they came out, Abdo and um, Annesley, I think, maybe, uh, I don't think Volandis pipes up in these situations, but they said that they got it completely wrong, the match review committee, and that it should have been at least a grade two which would have meant two weeks. And does anyone in the rugby league world disagree with that? No. It was a shocking bloody... How do they get a, how do they get a review wrong, though? What do they I get, don't know. Do they get a minute to watch it and then they have to decide there and then on the spot? Like, That's I the thing. They're not under this. pressure. They've got all the time They've in the world. They've got all the time in the world to review that. I anyway. That I don't understand at all. But why can't Abdo and, and uh, Annesley, why can't they step in and say, you've got this wrong, boys. We're going we're gonna to up it. Yeah. Where does it? Why? Why? Why do they have to come out? Aren't they the bosses of the whole fucking shebang? <laughs> know, why do they, they have to come out and say that the match review committee got the the charge wrong, yeah. and embarrass themselves rather than step in and make it right? Like they, they like they're always saying that the bunker does. That yeah. was why the bunker was introduced, right, to stop the howler. Well, that was a fucking howler, and the bosses are sitting up there going, "Well, we got it wrong, but you know, there's Nelson, nothing I can do." Yeah, Nelson will be lining up <laughs> next week. No worries. Fuck me. Yeah, there's nothing I can do, but it's like, hang on, yes, you can. You're the boss. <laughs> You're the boss. <laughs> who do you? Who does have no answer to? Yeah. No one. Like and when, it's not like a, it's not like they're losing face or anything. They're gaining face by saying, "Hey, we got it wrong." We're going to overrule this. Exactly. Like, and what, you might get bloody Bellamy or a few mad bloody Melbourne, but he didn't have a leg to stand on. Like, it was a blatant swinging arm to the back of the head. Crazy. That's crazy. Oh, it looked intentional. Yeah. To well, me. It, well, he's got form as well. Exactly. He's a thug. And that's that leads us into the Mitch Barnett thing. Did you think that was intentional? Of course it was. Well, well I think it was. I'm on the fence with this one. I think it was because he's got form as well, but take that out of it. Yeah. If you want to say what they say, check and release. That's a that's a little cool buzzword for thuggery, is it? But it, like, if you want to push someone out of the way or whatever, like just get him in the guts or in the chest. Or, or how about this? How about don't even touch him at all? He wasn't even near you. He wasn't impeding his run. He stopped in I, the line. I I'm on the fence. Like, I don't think it was a. I don't think he made a beeline for him to to no. elbow him in the chin. But, and I I think that. 
uh, yeah, their check and release things a load of shit like that. You see it when defenders are front on and they'll go towards an attacker and realise he's not going to get the ball, check and release and yeah. go. But they're not... He was running over they're not to the touching play and doing a diagonal line by Yeah, that. and he re- his defence was that he didn't see him in time and by the time he saw him, he was really close and he had to get rid of him. But And I get the reflex action, but to me, he made a split-second decision and raised the elbow to just get a little bit of pepper into the into the, you know, like he was always going to push him off and maybe it would have been in the guts, but he saw the opportunity and just went, fucking nobody's watching here. Yeah, just smack him. And yeah. Forgot that there's 600 cameras at the game. <laughs> but, but if he went in, if the bloke had the ball and he ran in and he tackled like that, it'd be... Oh, he'd get it'd 12 weeks. It'd be Clint yeah. Newton-esque. Remember yeah. that fucking thug when yeah. he did it? Yeah. Well, it, and now he's a saint. Now he's the bloody yeah, saviour. he's boss. Fuck he's another boss. Newton. Um, yeah, so I reckon he... I reckon six weeks was actually a bit lenient. Yeah. I was talking about oh, no, eight, I, eight weeks. I agree. I reckon six, six weeks, weeks was okay. Is, six weeks is okay for that because you got to. You can't do that. No. Jeez, I'm going to have. I coach my under sevens. I'm going to have bloody under sevens running around elbowing blokes in the head, and they <laughs> do that stuff anyway because they're kids. Well, <laughs> but they're not 110 kilo monsters like Barnett. Well, I thought if if Mitch was six weeks, then Nelson had to be the same because to well, me, it's the, what's the I, difference? I, I know and. The other thing is Nelson was in the act of like, you know, he was he was actually affecting a tackle or whatever. That's even worse. And you watch it. I've yeah, watched it. Yeah, I a few did. Time. I watched it a it's, couple of times because I knew we were going to talk about it, and it's just grubby, horrible shit. And they got away with it. So what precedent does that set? Mm. Now all these other bloody NRL lawyers are going to go in and go, oh well, Nelson got a thousand dollar thing, so my client no. should too. No, they've scrubbed it. They, oh. they that was one another thing. Annesley said that that. That incident has been scrubbed from the record, so nobody can use it as a um, <sighs> true. God, and that's well, what they, I mean. Well, why what? can they do that? But they yeah, can't they can step do, in they and can scrub upgrade it, it from everybody's memory. Ugh, fuck, that's unbelievable. Oh, fuck. Jeez, Annesley's running a real circus, isn't he? He's a real bloody. He's a real politician. That yeah, bloke. he is. He's actually a politician at some point. Wasn't Was he? he? Wasn't he a Queensland member? Was that him? I don't I'm know. sure he was. Tim Mander is ex-referee. Oh, maybe Tim that's Mander. who I'm thinking of. But yeah. they're all the same. All bloody politicians and bloody. Oh well, it's out of my hands. I don't hold the hose. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> I don't hold the hose. How's that bloke going? Incidentally, but we're not here to talk <laughs> no, about politics. We spoke are about we? him before. I'm, I'm sick of it. So, uh, what else you got? I got to notice a little thing. Do you think they should ban white headgear? Oh God, this is this is out of the box. White headgear. Tell me more. I, well, the amount of times on in the it was in particular oh, the Parramatta going. game, and I'm like, he's dropped it, he's dropped it, but it was white <laughs> headgear, and I'm sure the referees are getting confused as well, where they're bloody seeing this white headgear and thinking it's a ball. Well, you think, it, am I am I drawing a long bow here? Oh no! Well, yeah, you are. Oh, but, but confuses I also, the hell out of us punters. I would like to see the whole league ban coloured boots, coloured everything. <laughs> just, you want to just go back to black? Like, I want like, everyone um, in t- black boots. Like what's his name? Wears um for St George Tyson Frizzell. Frizzell. He's got the right idea. Yeah. Everyone in black boots. Everyone in black headgear. It should be. <laughs> oh, and this is the other thing actually. While we're talking about gear, they're saying that the the uh, the higher rates of ACL injuries oh. could be down to the uh, there's a certain and I haven't dug deep enough to find out which one it is but could be down to a certain brand of boot 
Right. So They're what? saying that the, the sprig pattern or the stud pattern or the tag pattern, if you're a Queenslander, is designed in a certain way that the, the boot grips on the lateral, grips oh. laterally the, uh, in a certain way that makes an ACL snap in, in half. Well, is that so? What boots was Ray Stone wearing the other night? Well, that's a, I was going to go back and watch all of the ACL injuries over the last few years and find oh. out what brand of boots they were wearing, but that seemed like too much work for a... For, uh, that sounds like the uh, guy, the, what's that guy that, that uncovers all those stats on Twitter? NRL Physio. N- no, the other guy, I, NRLI or whatever. Oh, the Rugby League Eye Rugby Test. Rugby League Eye, eye Test, yeah, yeah. yeah. That seems like a job for that guy to go through and just go through what sort of boots they're all wearing. Well, it doesn't sound too unbelievable to me. It sounds like a pretty plausible theory. And and um, that so let's let's bring them all black in, in back. In, bring them... <laughs> Bring back black boots and make it like you know how the the Formula One blokes all have to have the same gear, but they can design their own you know chassis and stuff. But mm-hmm. they've all got to have the same, same regulations tires. and that kind of thing. Yeah, same tyres, same perfect, tire. well, perfect analogy. Same boots, everybody in the same boots, everybody in the same bloody headgear. Yeah. That'd even out the field, wouldn't it? And then you wouldn't get. You'd have to find out the brand of boot that hadn't been responsible for an ACL. And Put then, them all in that. And then that'd even the salary cap playing field because then bloody dolphins don't go, okay, Kalen, when you come up here, you're going to get more revenue for your headgear dollars because you're going to have new headgear for the kids to buy. Yeah. Hey? Yeah. Oh, hey? you're, yeah, that's, 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 that's well a bloody, in your wheelhouse, isn't it? That's a carrot. A carrot that they're dangling in front of bloody Kalen, I'm sure, as I come up here and Steeden will give you a uh, a new headgear contract where you'll get 80% of headgear sales and we and you got new design. Mm, well, I'm not too against that, but anyway. Well, but then, what uh, about the poor bloke that doesn't wear headgear? Then, but that would take away the, like, the wonderful scenes at the Canberra game, Semi Valamay giving away everything he owned on the sideline after the game. Oh. After he made um, <laughs> the hit of the century, after he after he became AJ Brimson's dad, <laughs> <laughs> taking off his jersey, his boots, his socks, giving them all away. But then that'd take like you'd give a pair of black boots away, and you can't really sign them because nobody's got a silver texture, do oh, they, or yeah. a whiteout pen? So blokes would be going around. Look, I got bloody Sammy Valame's boots, and they'd go, "How do you know? Yeah, how do you know? <laughs> that all be the I same. Like- <laughs> blokes would have black shelves full of black boots lined up, all identical." <laughs> Did Sammy have the foresight to take the GPS tracker out of the jersey? Because I've seen players do that where they take the GPS because they know they're going to get absolutely burnt like someone's going to fist fight them if they lose that little GPS tracker because they're worth a fortune, I'd imagine. Well, they are because, well, my motorcycle man, my motorcycle dealer called me and said, we've left the bloody GPS tracker in your bike and I had to go down there and give it back. Should have said, buy it back off me, mate. Yeah, I should have. Well, yeah, he sold it to me, wouldn't it? Wouldn't that be a real bloody Perth thing to do? Idiot thing to do, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, but that, uh, well, while we're on that tackle of Sammy, I'm all for big hits. I love big hits. But when they've got a purpose like that, when I'm sure he didn't, mean to go up and say right i'm going to knock brimson's shorts off and make sure he loosens the ball but when that happens when they lose the ball isn't it just that much more special well everyone's saying it went back it didn't go back it, regardless went, of it did. Brim, brimson went back <laughs> regardless anyway the um sammy jumped up and ch- made another three tackles after it yeah while Corey had a weir and ira was standing there applauding i'm like go Corey, go chase that ball <laughs> Because you don't know that, but the whistle no, went he straight away. It. No yeah. one heard it because the whole crowd just erupted. No, of course, fat cheeks just went. 
fucking he's a real prawn that kid fair income and then as if he hasn't got a the only reason he's got a job is because his brother used to be in charge who is in charge of the refs these days oh i don't know jared maxwell that's who the fucking refs boss is bloody jared Mm, Jared Maxwell. maxwell can you believe that one of the worst referees of all time is now in charge of a bunch of the worst referees of all time. Does he go to every game or is he central somewhere and they fi- and they Wi-Fi's it in? No, good Jeez, question. He'd have to have some sort of good network to keep it all so that there's no lag. He probably just sits on the balcony of his central coast mansion overlooking the Brisbane water, just bloody maybe phoning in every now and then. Oh, I think you might have got that on fucking wrong there, um... Oh, uh, Graham, can you give me a call back, mate? I think I think one of the refs has completely fucked this fucking game up for everybody. All the fucking fans and me in particular. I'm just fucking sitting on the balcony of my fucking mansion up here having a coffee and I think that these blokes have fucked the game. <laughs> Wonderful. Once I said I'd never walk your love again. Right, I was in the shower... Last night, and I had an idea that's going to bring the League Indeed community together. And thanks to our good people at Anchor, who are the ones who host this uh, podcast, you can actually phone in and leave a voice message. Did, did you know it. that? I did it last night. We did a little that. test and it works beautifully and all you have to do is follow the link and I'll put the link up here because we'll put a little video there with the link. And what I want everyone to do is get involved in the show. Because we've had a few people, we've had Mark over there who gives us some wonderful ideas, but wouldn't it be great if we could actually hear Mark himself ask us a question or give us an idea? I want to hear some rants. I want to hear some big five-minute rants. Well, that's what I'm going, that's what I'm starting with because I'm going to throw this out there as a topic to bring us all together Ah. and to get everyone involved. And so my idea was, who do you think is the biggest flog, I'm going to use the word flog because people like that word. I don't particularly like it, but I I like the word flog off. So let's say, who is the biggest flog off that you think, but you'd love to have him at your team? Ooh, that's a good question. Isn't that a good subject? So you could say, I hate Dylan Walker, but geez, I'd love to have him at the Raiders. Or you could say, geez, I hate Wayne Bennett, but I wish he was the coach of the Dragons. I'm going to ring in myself. Yeah, and really give us give it some thought yeah, well, and click the link. Click the link that's down there, <clears throat> and you get to we get to hear your voice. I can't think of who I would like. That's well, a that's what good I mean. Question. You got to go and you got to have a good think about it. And there's going to be blokes like Mark out there that are going to have real good, strong ideas about who, a who they reckon's a massive flog off. And let's face it, there's heaps of them in the NRL. But could you put that aside to have him at your club? Well, actually, now that you mention it. Remember, remember when Mick Ennis joined the Raiders? He was a bloke that was Viking clapping to the things and then he's there coaching him and I'm like, I was okay. I was like, you have to be okay with it. And then I grew to love the bloke. Now I don't love him anymore because he's gone. I do. I still love Mick. But well, there you go. There's I think an he's example. terrific for the game. Everybody, oh, he's got plenty of criticism yeah, uh, I lately. Do, I actually do love him. About, about, his, about his commentary, but I think he's fantastic. Everybody else. I don't get the the only bloke I can't stand these days is Blocker Roach. Oh, horrible! Oh, no, no not to mention Channel Nine because I never no, watch I it. Don't watch that, God man. knows what's going on over there. Well, oh. well who do you? If you, I'll, I'll leave it with you then. I'll leave it with everybody at home to give me your biggest flog off A oh. and B why you want them at your club. I must say I wasn't keen on Adam Elliott 
coming to the Raiders, as you know. But he's he's I'm, I haven't got like he hasn't you know completely entered my heart. But gee, he's been playing good. Oh, I, ac- a, I accepted him straight away. Yeah, you, but you're you're an accepting <laughs> bloke. You'll just let you'll let anybody in. Oh, I let him. I, I remember when Corey had a weir and I, I accepted him straight into my heart. Oh, I heart. accepted him straight away. Oh, did you? I but, love CHN. Yeah, I always but I was, I've been telling everybody that Adam Elliott's actually a pretty decent player, and I think I still think no, I think he's doing a job. Let's not go. He's too doing far. a job. Oh, he played good on the weekend. He did a job. But there you go. So there's a good example of a flog off. Coming to your club. But that was, you know, this is, we're all hypothetical here at the moment. You could be, you know, like, oh, Craig Bellamy's up on his contract. Like, and I think he's a flog, but he'd be a great coach at the Raiders. Oh, fuck. Jesus, don't even. <laughs> That's a hypothetical. I don't actually think that, but there you go. So, um, click the link. Put on your best voice. It's easy to do. I did it last night. You got to sign up, but you can use any email address. You can use flogoff at flogoff.com <laughs> if you want to and um and sign up under a fakie. You got to, you know, um uh verify it, but that doesn't stop I tested it out like I went to the you got to click the link in the email that comes to your fake email address and then verify your account, but that doesn't stop the message. So you don't have to do it. You just sign up and do it. Yeah, and I get your message and I know who you are and it's a wonderful thing and you can be anonymous if you like or you could say, hi, my name's Mark McLeish and, you know, you could really, you could really go for it and put your stamp on the on the uh, show. So, Well, let's get into the games because I'm frothing. I've got notes. Oh, okay, good, good. So we're going to go through the wrap-up, are we? Well, we may as well. Okay. We're here. Uh, the Thursday night game was the Dragons versus the Sharks, the local bloody derby. Derby. At Wynn Stadium, Wollongong, with the weird corner um, grandstand. Grandstand, yeah. Now, but- I've noticed something weird about that on Thursday night. That weird corner grandstand that faces, like, that. You, if you sit properly in your seat, you're looking straight across the dead ball line. Mm-hmm. There's a row of seats up one side of it, like a single row of seats separated by the aisle. But the the weird thing is that there's a whole staircase dedicated to that single row of seats. <laughs> now I did a bit more deep, uh, did a bit more digging, and apparently the Wind Stadium got those seats out of one of the swimming stadiums that was. Uh, built for the 2000 Olympics, <laughs> they just picked it up, and it was like you know you just when you moved it in, yeah, like when you see something on the side of the road, and you think, oh, that'd be handy, and then you you get it home, and you go, where am I going to fucking put this? Yeah. And you just jam it in somewhere where it doesn't belong, like Daryl Kerrigan's gates. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly. <laughs> <what>. <laughs> <laughs> I say good on Wind Stadium for making use of things that other people don't want. Oh, good. Like the Wombles. Tremendous. Making use of the things that they find. <laughs> the things that the everyday people leave behind. <laughs> uh, Dragons succumbed in a terrible match of football uh, to the to the Cronulla Sharks. And um, the Sharks are really uh, bearing their teeth, would you say? Oh, yeah. I think they're playing great. <clears throat> And uh, everyone's talking up Nico Hines, and he certainly doesn't um, doesn't detract from the side, does he? Oh, he's going great, and good on him. He's he's not very good looking, as everybody says, but he's playing good footy. But ta- uh, Talakai was the man. Holy well, that's, shit! I was just about to mention him. I just brought him up because isn't it isn't it a thing having genuinely scary forwards? Like I looked at that bloke, and I'm like, oh, he he frightens me, that fella, and yeah. I'm not even running into him. I'm he not- was it. Absolute machine. Oh, I just 
<laughs> Unbelievably good. They're, all their forwards actually aiming up, aren't they? Letting uh, letting Nicholas do his job, I suppose. But yeah, well, they, they certainly rolled the poor old Dragons. The Dragons forwards had nothing. Nothing. Couldn't even compete for the most of the most of the time. The, uh, the Dragons copped a couple of injuries in this game, which isn't. Plus, uh, the ten minutes didn't help either. Uh, Jaden again. Oh, Jaden, yeah. And I came wanted... in and uh, shouldered someone in the head, and that was a ten minutes. That was ten minutes. Didn't somebody else get Sinbin too, Montoya? Yeah, really late in the game. Like I think it was uh, like the seventy-fifth minute or something. I think. Oh no, there was two for for Cronulla. Jesse Ramey in, in the seventy oh, second, Ra- oh, and sorry, for Jesse. in the seventy eighth. Ah, oh, right, yeah. So yeah, they got a little ill discipline when they were thirty points in front. <laughs> I want to talk about the this happened in this game a couple of times, and it's happened all across the last few rounds. And I don't know if it's changed or if this has always been the way, but I've noticed it more is the the time wasting during penalty kicks. Oh yeah. Rampant penalty conver- uh, penalty goals. I mean, yeah, and so they can only blow time off in the last ten minutes. Is that right? No, well, I think that's what I wanted to talk about, I, and I can't find a, a rule or anything. But it seems to me that they can blow time off during a conversion for a try, yeah, but not during a penalty oh, kick. Oh, well, that makes sense because remember Mitchell Moses taking the piece a couple of weeks ago and taking forever. Yeah. And it's driving. Oh. I want to. I want to get your it thoughts needs to be on a shot clock. No, well, I want to get your thoughts. And I've been always been an advocate for this because I love rugby league so much. Mm-hmm. And and the broadcasters say that it won't work because it'll just drag on too long. But why can't we have a basketball style system where as soon as the ball's out of play, <laughs> the clock stops? Oh, doesn't everybody want more footy? Yeah, I see. How, I ma- see. how many minutes? I think they did. Somebody's done the stats on it. I think for an eighty-minute game of rugby league, the ball's only actually in play for around sixty or sixty-five minutes. So you've got fifteen, twenty minutes of just nothing. But then I, I, the problem I see with that is they stop the clock, and so if there's a side that's that's well in front, then the trainers are going to come out and they're going to start taking the piss. It's going to be a trainers thing. Well, that happens they're gonna, now. They're going to learn how to exploit it. But but, but that so would you're saying stop yeah, you the get an extra wasting. twenty minutes of of uh, play because the clock stops. Hmm, it's an interesting. Well, you point. would, wouldn't you? Because uh, like, let's take um, it, what's the shot clock for a scrum? Is it thirty seconds or a minute? Yeah, whatever it takes from defeat it before they blow the penalty. Well, they brought that in, and that was a good move. But nobody. When was the last time you saw a penalty for a shot clock violation for a dropout or a scrum? Oh, they've gone close. So there's a few blokes I've seen dropping it actually while the you know it's in motion. But, but the refs but okay. most of the time the refs will realise that nobody's even in uh, even remotely in position to pack the scrum, so they'll just blow time off. Oh yeah. So that's okay, I suppose. But there's so much time wasted. You, next game, you well tonight. Watch the game tonight and just see how long. Like because I'm always looking at the clock because the Raiders are always behind and I'm always seeing how much time we've got left to come make a comeback. Make a comeback. But yeah. and I always see the clock ticking down and going, "What the fuck? Just why aren't we playing? Why are we sitting here watching nothing while the clock valuable oh, while seconds the clock's are going? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Because but most, I mean, if you're if you're in front by two points, then obviously you want the clock to go as quickly as possible. But I think most teams would agree that they want to. They want to play as much footy as they can to give themselves the best chance to win. Mm. I don't, just a thought. Just a bloody thought. It's something that can be tightened up there, Jared. Yeah. Uh, in the first Friday game, 
It was West Tigers. No, was it? Yeah, West Tigers versus the Warriors. West Tigers versus the Warriors. Now, wasn't this a low old game? Even bloody Nathan Brown came out in the presser and said, I've got no idea how we won that. Yeah, didn't he say something? He was very disparaging to the Tigers. Like, didn't, didn't Or someone <laughs> said that it was like, oh, the West Tigers weren't even playing that good. Oh, they weren't. They were, uh, every, both teams just played terribly. And it was two tries all. It was only a couple of penalty goals from Reese Walsh that got the Warriors over the line. Mm. Oh, yeah, two penalty goals, yeah. And um, they're just... I don't know. What do you say? I think the West Tigers were hardly done by in this because, of course, this is a game where Luciano, they should have had a look and they probably would have given that a try. I don't think there was any downward pressure on it. There was sidewards pressure on it. But um, I think they would have given that a try. It would have changed the whole makeup of the game, I thought. And I also thought that the Warriors scored off a knock-on where I think um, it was a try to, might have been uh, Pompey. Out in the corner where I think uh, I think it might have been someone knocked it on. One of the wingers knocked it on, I thought. And uh, they scored it a try. So, I don't know. I think the Tigers, it could have been a different kind of outcome. But isn't it always the case that these teams that are coming in the bottom half of the eight, of the bottom eight, don't seem to get any of these sort of calls? Well, both of them, <laughs> both of them are, are apparent uh, supposed whipping boys for the referee because they're mm. both... Uh, running pretty low at the moment, but the, yeah, the Tigers just need a bit of a bit of just something to go their way because yeah. a lot of things and they they were their own worst enemy, of oh. course. But there was a lot of things that could have happened to turn it around. Marcelo Montoya got uh, sinbin in the 68th minute. Yeah. Now I'm pretty sure it was for a, a professional foul. It was. Was this is 10 minutes enough for that kind of rubbish? Well, and that's what I'm. Sorry, just to go on the bit in 10 minutes, Tigers didn't capitalise on that at all. Didn't, didn't oh, Just didn't do anything at all to help themselves with Buddy against one man down. But yeah, I agree. If they're blatantly laying in the ruck and everything and, you know, the game's on the line, because at that point it was. It was only four points behind. Well, my point with this is is that they there's been a lot of things that in the last however long that team, uh, that NRL coaches realise that, it's more of a benefit to break the rule than to obey it yeah. and, and suffer the consequences. You know what I mean? Like the, yeah, yeah. Like the Roosters giving away the, the deliberate six agains and yeah. Well, every team does it, but the Roosters invented it. Um, it's more of a benefit for them. So I think it's more of a benefit nowadays for a certain try. You know, if you can stop a certain try by committing an illegal act... I think most teams are so adept at defending with 12 men these days that yeah. the coaches would much rather do that and defend for 10 minutes with 12 men than concede the try. Yeah. So I think they've got to look at this really closely and figure out a different system for professional fouls because that didn't like that getting sent to the to the bin didn't hurt them at all. No. Not not like I mean the West Tigers probably could have exploited it a little better. Because they didn't go down Montoya's side once. Oh, I think maybe once in the 10 minutes. Yeah. That's and they had like kick. seven sets at them or something. Yeah. So, what do you do? Do you give them 15 I minutes don't know. in the bin? Because do you think that these teams are training to withstand that 10 minutes of added pressure? Well, I think they could go the whole bloody... Well, you saw how 
uh, the Knights played with tw- they had twelve men for the majority of the game, and they and they still went all right. Yeah, no, there's been close. plenty of yeah, yeah plenty of teams that can play with twelve men. Yeah, and that have actually won. that actually do better. Yeah, yeah, score two or three tries while they've got that extra man off. So, yeah, so maybe yeah, there's a, do, do I don't know. I've got no answer. Maybe you give them a, maybe you give them the well. That's the other. There was a incident on the weekend where a, a penalty try was given. Uh, Kyle felt in the uh, Broncos a, Broncos game. Yeah, yeah and he got. I mean, they gave the penalty try, but, but Kyle Phelps on. stays on the field. So yeah. maybe they've got to do both. Maybe they get the try and the bloody... Maybe if it's a professional foul that stops a try, you get well, the penalty try argue, and a sin bin. You could argue that Montoya was on the 20-metre line, wasn't it? I don't think he was in the act of scoring or anything. Well, that's but they what, made a big break and... Yeah, but who cares? Like that, he's deliberately held down a player to stop them. Yeah, and their coach to do the coach would be fine. Brownie wouldn't say, "Oh, Marcello, you shouldn't have done no, that." No, exactly. Like, that's what him I mean. Back, saying, "Good one, you stopped to try and we won the game." Because that's my of point. It. So there you go. So, so what do you do? Do you find the bloke or no. do you find the coach? Who well, do you how find? about a, you, need, you need a point? You need a double whammy. You need the bloke in the bin and a point penalty. Whether it's whether it's a try, maybe oh, give him two you take, points. T- take two points off from boxing style. For a foul, so there you go. That's opened a wonderful can of worms. How about you this? You get, you get two points and a kick in front and a kick in front. So potential so four point four point play. turnaround, and the ball back and the ball back. Wow, that's revolutionary. Yeah, well, I don't know if it would have helped the Tigers. Oh, it would have, I suppose, like a four point turnaround. There but you go. Certainly off. doesn't. Tell you what, certainly doesn't help bloody Robbie Farrakal and. <laughs> He's coaching F and C in front of all of the reporters and in front of all of the crowd. How about that cover-up? Oh, no, no, it wasn't. I didn't call him an F and C. I didn't call. I'd never call Madge an F and C. You 100% call him an F and C. I don't make the decisions. It's that F and C up there. Well, uh, Paul Kent brought up a good point and he said, yes, he might have called him an F and C, but... That's how rugby league people talk. That's how they talk. And you, you know, you've been around certain circles where it's a it. You, know, you can use the c word in an affectionate term sometimes, oh, like this really? c. Yeah. <laughs> Look at this c. <laughs> yeah. uh, how you going, you While c? While he's doing something awesome. Yeah. Um. But but and and you know, heat of the moment kind of stuff. Uh, bloke gets dragged off and he goes, oh, "What the fuck, Robbie? I'm playing fucking good, mate." Yeah. And Robbie goes, "Don't talk to me. Talk to that c word." Yeah. And he's not, you know, he's not... Yeah, he's not calling Madge that. He's not getting in Madge's face and calling him a dog C. Mm, He's mm. just referring to the bloke up in the box as the the, the C word that dragged you off. Don't talk to fucking me, mate. Yeah, well, I don't like like it when the crowd says it, so I don't think that Robbie should be saying it either. Uh, It was a bit of a... I certainly don't say it in front of my under-sevens. Well, you should. Maybe get them used to it. Get them used to first grade. (laughs) Call blokes that... Call kids up. It's uh, uh, how long? How much longer do you think before that word is um is <laughs> into the vernacular? Well, Daniel Ricardo says it on Drive to Survive all the time. Oh right, yeah. Well, he's a, he says it in good humour. I yeah, think it can be used in a, good humour. He's a lad. Anyway, let's move on. Uh, what was next up? Rabbitohs versus Roosters, Friday night oh. at Accor Stadium in Sydney. And wasn't this a boil over? I don't think either of us picked this, did we? Uh, yes, I did. Oh, you oh shit, I forgot the bloody... Don't worry, we'll get into the tips in a minute. But uh, <laughs> Hang the on. bloody Roosters... Hang are- on. 
Did the Sharks win? Yes, they did. Okay. Bloody Rooster. Well, while you're doing that, I just want to talk about the Roosters had nothing. And you know who went missing? And he was conspicuous was Victor Radley went missing. Oh, well, Cameron Murray made... Absolutely missing. Cameron Murray became Victor's dad. Well, didn't Cameron make a statement after he was dropped the week before and then he came out and he said, Righto, Demetrio, no one drops me. But he did it in the best way possible, didn't he, by having an absolute blinder. He, that's as good a game as I've seen an individual <laughs> play in, in many, in, many in, years. Isn't it good that you don't have to be a big hulking giant? I talked about scary forwards before, but isn't it nice to see that some of these smaller... People can have an effect on the game. Jeezy's a good player. He is a wonderful player, and I'd love to say, well, he's a flog off that I'd love to have at the Raiders, but he's not even a flog off. No, he's a nice kid. He's a real good kid, and uh, yeah, didn't they show the Roosters what was Bowles? Who was Bowles? And uh, a lot of talk about Sam Walker not being able to defend, but geez, haven't we said that the whole time here on League Indeed? But then there's bloody people saying, coming out and saying, we well, don't even need to be able to defend if you're a first grade halfback. That was Benji, and oh. he's right. I disagree with this. No, he's right. Oh, I disagree with this. Jonathan Thurston was one of the worst defenders of all time. But look how, look how it went for him. I agree with Benji. But I don't agree with him attacking Sam, Brent Reid. Sam Walker's not Jonathan Thurston, though. So if you're not gifted as Jonathan Thurston, you, cannot, you, can, you can give him allowances because he's Jonathan Thurston. He was a genius. Sam Walker's bloody, I don't know, he's learning the game apparently. Yeah, I don't want to attack the kid. I think he's doing pretty good for but, but, given the circumstances, and he can't tackle. But I agree with Ben. Like he attacked Brent Reed a bit and said that he was just bagging Walker for the sake of it. But I don't think that was the case. But Benji's right. Benji couldn't tackle. Well, Benji couldn't tackle, but then he was extraordinarily gifted. <laughs> Made up for it in other ways with flick passes and whatnot hmm. and leadership. So far as I can see, Sam Walker doesn't have many of those other things, so he has to tackle, in my opinion. He has Look got- at Hey, well, we'll get to it in a minute, but bloody Bradley Schneider's not out there missing bloody tackles. Let's not, as many. Let's not... Uh, well, we're talking about rookie for rookie, and yeah. Sam Walker's had a whole bloody season to learn how to tackle. But they're going to just run everything at him this year, and maybe, maybe that's uh, some of the reason behind this form slump, because some of these big idiots like bloody Jared, again, aren't helping out these little fellas. What's going on with uh, Angus Crichton benched oh. again this week? Well, there you go. Well, why don't you say, well, okay, well, Angus, bloody Sam Walker's getting owned out there in the middle. Go out and help the bloke and you might bloody get back into first grade instead of puncing around with your bloody hair and being a big lair. There's something, something rotten, <clears throat> something rotten. Well, the- I don't think they coach very well. <laughs> well, that's it, well. You got superstar after superstar out there not performing. What is it? Bloody Tedesco had the worst game anyone's ever had. No, he tried and to. And even hard. came out and said he had the worst game anyone's ever had. That's a coaching error. Uh, Demet- uh, what's his name? Jason. De- Jason. De- Jason. De- Jason. Jason Demetrio uh, in the... Is it Demetriou? I'm no, going to say Demetriou. He's okay, Greek, yeah, right? Good. I'm going to call him Jason. Uh, we're sitting up in the box with a, uh, a some type of garland, a decoration around his neck, and nobody could figure out what was going on. Or I couldn't anyway. I thought, what's uh, maybe it's a... And then it dawned on me, it's multicultural round. Oh, of course. It's a Tongan lay. Is he Tongan? No, no, but they have a Tong, uh, the, oh. the Tongan Relief Fund. Oh. They were, they were playing in some kind of charity match to, for the Tongan... Um, 
the tongue and appeal that's going on at oh, the moment. Okay. And good on right. them, I say. Right. But that led me down a whole bloody different set of anger issues that I've got. Mm-hmm. When I realised it was multicultural around and I realised that the commentators are still not pronouncing names correctly. Right. Well, that's going to go on all year. It's There's driving me nuts. The, uh, the AFL brought out a video today, all the, the weird names in the AFL, um, and teaching everybody how to say them. Yeah, but they got all funny names like Drink Bottom and... Well, there's a lot of European <laughs> names in the NF, in, uh, <laughs> AFL too. Oh, okay. So, well, but hang on. Couldn't you say, well, we don't know how to say Dimitriou? No, but I'm learning. Oh, right. I'm trying. We asked the question. I'm not just saying it. And and then and and saying it like that for the rest of my life, I'm questioning myself. I'm going now. How yeah. do you say that bloody name? Because yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I'm here to learn. Yeah. But the commentators don't want to learn. Yeah. They just want to say the bloody names over and over again. Like R- Rodonicus, they said Rodonicus for years. It's not Rodonicus. It's Rodonicus. Rodonicus. I'm really cranky about it, and especially on multicultural round, oh, when they yeah. couldn't be bothered to even sit down and learn, like get on the Ingoa project and learn how to say yeah, a fucking it, name or write two. Write it down f- uh, phonetically. What's the name? Still sells. Uh, uh, well, there was some. Uh, sorry to interrupt there, but there was some um, people on people talking about Matt Timorcor. Well, he he put out a video. For, it was for multicultural round. The Raiders mm. put out a video. Uh, and everybody introducing themselves. It's Joe Tarpane. It's not Tarpany. Yeah, it's not so Tapine, as Ricky says. Oh, Sometimes he, he varies well, between I mean, Tapine. Fucking hell, Ricky. Um, yeah, but that's a, so. There's people even on on uh, social media saying, "Well, it's not hard to pronounce his name properly because they're saying he's a player of the week and all this and all these good tackle breaks and tries that he scored and everything like that." And um, so people are noticing. There's people out there that. Well, that that was that was the one that got me riled up the most because there was a video put out during the week mm. for multicultural round. And yeah. if I can fa- if I can do it as a two bit podcaster, surely these professional callers can do it. Brandy Alexander oh, he makes no effort because he thinks he's above it all. Well, Brandy, it wasn't just him. It was Dan Janine called Tamako. Tamako's through. It's Tamoko. Timoko. Timoko. Like we've been saying, the I is E and the O's are O. It's not fucking hard. Timoko. And he even put out, hello, I'm Matthew Timoko from the Canberra Raiders. Yeah. I'm from fucking... And they probably played it on the big screen when it comes up and it goes, and now sponsored by Canberra Motors. Number three, Matt Timoko. Oh, for the jersey, you know, the jersey sponsor. No, when you're at the game and yeah, the big screen I mean. comes up, I love that. And now sponsored by Brumbies, Belconnen. <laughs> <laughs> I love how crappy their sponsors are. They're not. You know, Jack White might be sponsored by bloody T- Tuggeranong Ferrari or something, and then you got poor old Sebastian Chris out there that's sponsored by I don't know. Uh, has a bin. <laughs> Skip bin for one of bins. It's Sebastian Chris, <laughs> and of course you got Frawls as sponsored by Sportsman's Warehouse. Like sexy sponsor that. Yeah, what? I don't know. Well, they're not. Gonna... What was that ad? Wani It was like Swanee. Yeah, Wani Asa, Wani Asa. I would think it was for the Wani Asa shops. Yeah, the uh... terrific ad. Anyway, should we go on to the next game? Yeah, righto. Uh, poor old Tigers. Jesus Christ. Anyway, the the roosters are languishing, aren't they? Yeah. Good oh, sorry. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. No, yeah. Roosters. Big game coming up this week. Gee whiz. Mm. uh, The next game up, of course, was the Panthers versus the uh, Knights. Well, the Knights were well in this until bloody stupid had to go an elbow bloke in the head. Well, they should have won. They still competed. They competed without... without, uh, Well, expose some flimsy Panthers defence. It must be said, Panthers' right side defence was like a bloody packet of chips at some points like and they really exposed it down there bloody bradman best running over the top of them even tex hoy going down that side bloody tex hoy i uh i went back and watched this i was kind of distracted during the first half so i went back and watched it as a responsible podcaster does and i watched the first half again on the replay and it kind of had a bit more time you know to luxuriate in it a bit and the panthers got penalized five times in the first half for being offside Offside. at what point does somebody get sent to the bin i know and that's at what point if it was the tigers or someone they'd be in the bin that's what I'm saying. They're Five times. Superstars. And, yeah, exactly. So they're the new roosters. They're the sexy bloody NRL side that doesn't get penalised for this stuff. They're pretty bloody unlikable. Jeez, they're unlikable. Oh, God. Anyway, the funniest thing about this game was Kurt Mann uh, getting ordered off by the HIA bunker for getting kicked in the plums. In the plums, and he even said it in the post-match. He said, oh, I don't know what head, that, <laughs> what head they were looking at. It wasn't my head, it was my balls. It was pretty bloody <laughs> obvious that he had, that he didn't even go anywhere near the head. So now the, now this oh. is called into question the, the bloody the, bunker I doctor. Know, they're just giving everyone all the ammunition they need to get rid of this stuff. Is he... he they saying it's because he stayed down for whatever the whatever the bloody KPI for staying down is on the ground, but it it makes me it leads me to believe it might be a female doctor who doesn't know what it's like to get kicked in the plums. Uh, well, do they need to make a little steeden headgear for your plums? <laughs> Tie it up a little, little bit of velcro to no, secure it around the skin. <laughs> There's another marketing angle, Kurt Man. No, it'd have to be a hard because the, the <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be a hard shell type of affair because I don't think a spongy one's not going to help you plumb. Need a little bit of cushioning because, as you know, there's only a really thin bit of skin down there protecting things. So you just <laughs> I don't know if the hard if the hard shell's going to help. I think you need a bit of padding. <laughs> I hope everyone out there just pitching a little Steeden headgear. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> a, a, little, t- a little teeny little bloody Velcro bit to go around. Just to secure it so it doesn't fall off. <laughs> a little bit of lace. You couldn't have shoelace so to tie it up in the back. You'd have to have like a little bit of cotton wool. <laughs> Isn't it like, aren't they like your head? They're like, it's not going to protect you from a concussion. Like, <laughs> if you get a swift enough strike, <laughs> isn't it going to ra- rattle them around enough to, to drop you? Oh, is this going to be the problem? They're going to hit together like those little Newton's cradle things. <sighs> oh, no, it's a- yeah, that's what I mean. Like, are they going to rattle around in there and <laughs> like the desk toys? <laughs> The Newton's Cradle, I think it's called. It's always been, it's an age-old problem, but I don't know. I'm just trying to think the last time I had an injury in that particular area, whether it was because of the clashing together or because of the direction. 
This is a terrific initiative. <laughs> I just thought of let's, it. Then. Well, let's bring out our own League Indeed range of, <laughs> of plum gear. Well, can we get... And we'll call we... it the Newton's Cradle. <laughs> <laughs> we can have a Kurt Mann model. I'm sure he'd get behind it. He'd be like, well, shit, I don't want to ever feel that again and I don't want to get taken off Well, of course, the cricket, cricket's been on this. Well, they got the box. Yeah, but do, that's do, not... can players wear a box? No, of course not. It's bloody he'd be falling out all over the place. Yeah, well, that's true. You're right. You do need a little Velcro strip <laughs> just to <laughs> attach it to the, you. at the base. You need Is that where you. it's attaching? Like Yeah, around the base. <laughs> So it straps no, up. It looks from exactly <laughs> like a miniature headgear. But it straps up from underneath. <laughs> Think about it. Think about it for a second. It's a miniature headgear where you've got the face, and so we all, all know what the face is down there. That, to let the face out. Are you going to have to um, <laughs> line it with, the, say, a lamb's wool or something like that to oh. stop a chafe? Because most, oh, most, let's face it, most of the NRL players won't, won't have any hair yeah, down I there. I, don't, I really don't know. I'd I'll like to see a lamb's wool. Inner. You could buy the inner as a separate item. <laughs> oh, when, yeah. Well, that's what you wash, I suppose. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. I'm going to get on to Steeden. I've got a Steeden hat on at the moment, so I've got a connection with the company. I did get this hat for free, so I might give them a ring and um, market it. Terrific. Okay. That's uh, <laughs> anyway, a, a really good initiative. I'm idea. on board with that. Ring in and... Tell us about what you reckon. You, can, you know what else? You, I just thought of it then. You know what else you could do if you <laughs> want to ring in is send us a couple of farts. I, I had a wonderful time on the weekend sending the boys some nice, big, rich farts on the mm. group chat. Yeah, you well. can just do it easy on WhatsApp. <laughs> yeah. You've got a little microphone button. Yeah. You put it you, you put it in the general vicinity. You don't have to fart into your phone. But you can get you it. Want, well, if that's what you want to do, I'll be checking all of the things. And if I deem it worthy enough to come on the show, then we'll do it. We could have fart Simple of the year, that. a fart competition. Simple as that. I'd win. Simple uh, as that. Next up was the Storm versus the Eels. Now, you tip the Storm here and I tip the Eels, so oh, win for I me. I don't know how you knew they were going to win in extra time, but, geez, it was a good match. I like this match. Terrific game of football. This, geez, it was a good game of footy. Well, terrific. And, and I don't often say that. on a Saturday as well, like, isn't it just, isn't it what you live for, a Saturday afternoon game of footy like that? And then the bloody thing that came afterwards, uh, I, I know what you mean, this Saturday was just chock-a-block full of wonderful, wonderful football. Yeah. Bloody, um, now, to this game, it was in Melbourne. Now, someone messaged us and drew comparisons with Wally Lewis with Cameron Munster. Is Cameron Munster the best since Wally Lewis? No. Is not, he Wally Lewis-esque? Not even close. I know what they're talking about. They're talking about that kick that he put in on the third tackle or whatever for Nick Meaney down there in the corner, I think. Great kick. Oh, wonderful vision. Wonderful vision. He's a vision. Yeah. Do you see his haircut this week? Yeah, I don't care. Oh, stupidity. But, um, and of course, Brandon Smith coming back early with his broken hand and he played pretty good. Uh, the, of course, the big talking point about this but, game, it was a great game from start to finish, end to end, just exciting stuff. And we had the Naz Nelson. Uh, he did he, uh did a cannonball earlier in the game too. Oh, Nobody noticed yeah, what that. Was he protected species? I don't know. Bloke? I don't know. He seems like oh. a real flog off. There you go. There's one well, for me. A, I couldn't handle go. him at the Raiders. I okay. could not. Well, you need to tell me who you would have. So oh, you okay. need to say, yeah. Well, Nelson flog off is the biggest flog off in the comp, but I'd have him at the at the Raiders. No, I wouldn't have him at the Raiders. 
Uh, Wonga Blake had a really unhappy night. Despite, despite scoring a try, he could not catch a cold out there, poor old Wong Wong. Mm, they seemed to cover for him, though, didn't they? They seemed to think, oh, okay, well, Wong Wong's having a terrible game, so we'll just we'll make up in other areas. And I didn't think Clinton Gutherson was as terrible as what he has been. No, he was much better, actually. But, geez, what, we talk about Ray Stone all the time. So Ray Stone's a hero there scoring in the 70th minute. And uh, then, of course, doing his ACL going over for the winning try that bounced off the bloody posts. And what I'm saying, what have I said all the time? It's a negative play. <laughs> Kicking for the post. You can't tell me he wasn't aiming for the post to come back for Ray Stone to collect it and score a try. Well, I, I, they didn't want to win by one. They wanted to win by four. Ray Stone should have a statue at the front of, uh, what are they, out We're of Bank, Bank West, West now. Or at the front of the league's club. That was the greatest oh. Parramatta play I've ever seen. Wonderful. Apart from a couple of Burt Kenny efforts back yeah. in the 80s. But this, if you watch the high shot, he, like the eagle cam, mm-hmm. he, he's the only bloke interested. Yeah. The rest of them are all just standing there watching the ball sail. But he steps back to make sure that he's onside so he can chase that kick. There's, there'd be a 0.1% of blokes playing rugby league in the world that would chase that kick. And he did it and got the rewards and then got smited by the rugby league gods as he went over. But what a heroic way to end you. (laughs) He's off to the Dolphins, of course, next year. And Wayne Bennett's got to be cock-a-hoop with the kind of player he's bought. And he obviously knew Ray Stones. Oh, we've been talking about him the whole time, about how I love that style of footballer. And you're exactly right. That's exactly the style of footballer he is. Never gives up. Not, Not blessed with bloody Adonis physiques or football brains or anything, but God damn it, he's got some bloody ticker. And you know what? I guarantee he'd be a good fella. If you can, if you do that, oh, you're a good bloke. Is he a, Queen, he's a kind of, is he a Queenslander? If he's a Queenslander, he's the kind of bloke that they pick first for the bloody origin side as you utility. Well, he, he should be, he should be automatic Hall of Fame with uh, <laughs> potential for immortal after and, uh, that game. He's from Mossvale. Mossvale. Gee, that's a nice town. And, uh, Hello to everyone in Mossvale. Ray Stone. Raymond Stone. Like, he's got a bloody footballer name and everything. Jeez, that was a good play. That's the, If one of the Raiders did that, I would be talking about mm. it. We would have had a whole Segment. podcast about yeah. it. <laughs> a whole two hours. We've been talking talking him up anyway, so we've known about Ray. But yeah, but, oh, geez, it's sad to see him go out like that. But then, but then it's kind of heroic, like you said. Yeah, well, he went <laughs> out on his sword, out. didn't he? Yeah, he did. He went out going over the line. Yeah, he did it, his knee before he scored the try, so you could say it was even bloody doubly heroic that he managed to limp over. Exactly. Well, you can see him just for lucky he just was <laughs> nearly there because he <laughs> dropped like a stone. Yeah, is it a surface problem there at Amy? Oh, no, it was just, just Ray. Poor Ray. Poor old Ray. But anyway, yeah, they're the kind of players you want, and good on the Dolphins for recognising it. Bloody wily old Wayne, he knew. He knew. <laughs> uh, let's see, what was the next, next Oh, game. the Raiders. The Raiders versus the Titans. Now, we both picked the Titans. Well, you well, couldn't pick anything no. on the week before because they were awful. And um, people were saying they were awful in the first half. I don't think they were completely awful in the first half. There was a few effort areas that went wanting, I thought. But you could see that they were going to mount some kind of comeback, I thought. But I didn't expect it, you know, I didn't expect him to come back and score 24 unanswered points because the Titans were going really well and they had all the ball and bloody Canberra couldn't... Well, they kept complete. dropping it. Fuck well, they me. They couldn't complete. 
Yeah, but I didn't have the same sense of dread that I had the week before mm. with the, the Cowboys game, I must admit. Well, I've got to give a massive rap to Brad Snyder. And we said it, that if Sam Walker had to come out and thrown big cutout passes like that and had that sort of defensive muscle, and he's a big kid, Snyder, and plus calmly slotting the bloody winning goal, I, like, and I don't want to wrap him too early because it's very early days, he only played three games or whatever it is, but I, I've got... <clears throat> I've got massive raps on that kid. And what are they going to do when uh, well, Fogarty Fog- comes back? Well, Fogarty will come straight back in, you'd think, but at least there's a bit of bloody competition for that spot, and at least they're keeping everybody hungry. You want to hear my idea? Oh, uh, what? Here's what yes. you do. Uh, Fogarty comes back. Currently, they're running Frawls, Craig Frawls Frawley on the, the Shoe King on the uh, bench as the backup hooker. Or the starting hooker, and then Starling comes on. Here's what you do: you start bloody Fogarty at hooker. Oh. Then he goes back to the traditional Josh Hodgson role of the uh, middle ball playing forward, and you bring on a Starling. So now you've got Starling, Fogarty, Schneider, and Whiten. Mm. How about that? Juicy. Well, Ricky was saying you got to embrace the chaos, and that sounds pretty chaotic to me. So. Why not? <laughs> I think it's a good idea. I was pretty proud of that. Well, and do do these... Okay, so that's what I wanted to ask. Do these young fellas at the Raiders get the raps that they deserve? Because Matt Matt Timorko, I've been saying it... We've been saying it forever. Ever since I first saw him, I thought, this kid's a gun. He's yeah, but strong. We're, we're Raiders fans. Yeah, I know. But, but, but... but but, you know, like if bloody, if some Roosters recruit came out and played like bloody Schneider or Tomoko did, Tomoko did, yeah, but that's, that's all a, you'd hear about. That's all right. You can't be sad about that. Oh, I'm a little bit sad because it's like, well, they're only young blokes. When does it get into their head that they're not getting the raps that they deserve? One thing struck me about this game, uh, two two fellas on the field, I want to get your thoughts here. Uh, there was one, one bloke per side that I think could be contenders for the crown of uh, let's just uh, tiptoe around this a little bit and say uh, least fortunate looking people in oh, the NRL in both sides yeah see if you can pick Who, who's the least fortunate uh, you know we're talking about handsomeness of course like who's who's the? <laughs> well, I don't reckon. Uh, I don't reckon Chance is a real good-looking fella. Oh, really? No, but come on. There's a clear standout in the Raiders. Frawley. No, come on. <laughs> Frawls is a dreamboat. Starlo. Oh, Horsey. Of course. Jesus, how could I forget Horsey? Now, just on Horsey, he put a hit on in late in that first half, which I reckon changed the whole game. No, it wasn't that. Everyone reckons it was like. Um, that was just a crazy horse play. <laughs> it was a it good hit. It could have gone though. terribly It wrong. was a beautiful hit. And I reckon that was when all the rest of the Raiders stood up and took notice and they went, well, Jesus, Horsey's having a go. I'd better have a go. It could uh, have gone okay, so, so yeah, badly. So he's probably the ugliest rugby league player that's ever played. Let's, well, let's not say ugly. That's why I'm least fortunate looking. Now, oh, okay. who, who, about, who in the Titans? Well, Jamin Jolliffe's not real good. No, come on. But he's, he's a standout. Not, he's not gross. Toby Sextown. Oh, Sextown's eyes are too close together. And he's and he's got uh, like big, a... Big gums? Well, no, his top lip... I don't think his top lip has ever touched his bottom one because it's like curved, you know, like Beavis. Yeah, he is a real Beavis. Look, I'm looking at him now. He's good player, though. <laughs> he had an unfortunate second half, but geez, he was good in that first half. Yeah. I was thinking, geez, this, this, this kid's bloody... 
maturing very, very quickly, but then he threw that uh, that intercept yeah, pass that, that kind of ruined it. But it was Jack Whiten's kick and chase that turned oh, the game. he's the best in the comp. But it wasn't just Jack. It was Starling Starlo. that got down there. And but Jack's, Jack's the best kick chase in the game, I reckon. Because he's just like a little dog. He's like a dog that chases the ball, like chases the ball on the beach. He just, that's what he does. And that Jack's first half versus his second was just like night and day. But he does that a lot. <laughs> he's, he's, he drives me insane. He had one, players. you know, he had one run in the first half. Yeah, one. And then, and then in the second, he must have had 50. Yeah. He's Jeez, a so. weird kid. Have <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you follow him on Instagram? No. Oh, him and him and Sammy are all after all sorts of little things. So we're going up, and Jack stuck a spoon or something up Sammy's bum uh, while he was lying on the couch because Sammy did it first to I, Jack. I don't want to know. Stuck a banana that. in his mouth. I don't want to know about that. Uh, now, now Chris Sutton, I've already had a crack at him <laughs> once, but I'm going to have another one. There was a contentious penalty in the first half, and Jack had a bit of a mouth off about it. Um. And then Chris Sutton goes like this, this is a, and I quote, Challenge it, mate, if you want it. Oh, yeah, I heard him say that. How did he get away with talking to a player like that? Yeah. And what if he did challenge it and it was wrong, and then Jack could say, well, you told me to challenge it. Yeah, that'd hold up in the yeah, court. That'd hold up. He could go to Annesley and say, well, he told me, specifically told me, and I mean, we're trained to bloody follow the referee's directions. And I suppose he gets sick of the constant yarning in his ear, but anyway. But then the the, the thing that got me the most was there's a, 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 um, a play in the, I think it must have been the second half. Yeah, it was, where... AJ AJ Brimson picked up a ball off the ground and immediately towed it forward, and Starling got hold of it in the in goal and and ran it out, like got around the defence and got out like five metres out from his own in goal. And there there was no hint of a try. There was no chance it was a try. Nobody, the Titans weren't claiming a try. They weren't even anywhere near it. But he stopped the game to check it. To check it. And all he was checking. Was how it should be restart, like yeah. whether it was ground. And I thought, what? How well, can he do that? that they, yeah, exactly. They've got someone up there that can bloody spot a concussion to the testicles, but they don't have anyone that can tell him how it should be restarted. But why? Why should they be allowed to check it? Oh, how, no. how it oh, should be restarted? They, it's, they, it's just let the game. Like Tom, start that. The the Titans were in disarray. The Raiders were in disarray. That could have been a really exciting piece of play. There could mm-hmm. have been a line break. There could have been an intercept. The Titans could have bloody smashed them back into the end goal and got uh, got the drop out. There was all kinds of things that could happen. But, but instead, we had to wait for five minutes while the bunker checked what was obviously not any fucking anywhere near a try. And we've seen them do that before, Fuck. where they cover this stuff up, like say, "Oh, just check that for me," because they don't know how to restart the play or they don't know what the next move well, is. Just trust you. Yeah, Jesus, that drove me. Nuts. But then they don't. Ziggy doesn't check that. Or like, yeah, and and. Everybody was claiming a try. No one was claiming anything for the Titans, and they checked that. Do yeah. they go back and they looked at that game before and say, well, we've got to check everything now because bloody Ziggy, the dickhead, didn't check something and he's ruined the whole weekend for everybody. The the most astounding thing about this game, though, I thought was that um, Brandy Alexander was just whooping and hollering for the Raiders all game. He's come around, hasn't he? He must have. There must just be a, uh, what do they call it, a... Uh, statute of limitations for how long he can <laughs> butt hurt over the over the 80, 80, 88, was it? I'll tell 89? you what, he, he's in 90. love with Jordan Rappiner. Oh. 
He kept coming down after. <laughs> but to Jordan's credit, he had a blinder. He did have a Holy great game. Holy crap, he had a good game. There was a part there after Jordan had popped up for that Tom Starling offload to get Matt Tomokoi's second try, I think it was, where Brandy gave him a couple of wraps before the conversion and then they came back for the kickoff and um, Dan Janine's yarning away about something and Brandy like cuts in abruptly and goes, I've just got to talk about Jordan. Like he, was, like he just couldn't stop thinking about him. And who call- can't stop thinking about Jordan Rappiner? <laughs> what a bloke. Well, he's terrific, isn't he? Oh, and so we're talking about flog offs. There's a flog off I know who goes for the Roosters, and he <laughs> reckons that Jordan Rappin is the biggest flog off ever. But I can guarantee you, he would be the first bloke he'd have him in his side. If he played for the Roosters, he'd be all over him. But because he plays for the Raiders, calls him a flog off. Yeah, well, that's not. He's not a flog off. He has been a flog off every now and then, but that's just how he needs to be. Doesn't matter. Everyone's entitled, entitled to their opinion, and I'm entitled <laughs> to my opinion. <laughs> Uh, 38-12, the Cowboys beat the Broncos. Oh, Broncos had nothing, I thought. Well, it was their collar. Oh, that collar. Yeah, they're going back to the old powers. What uh, the dickens is that? Well, they've they've had it before. I know they've had it, it before in this modern era, and they're going back to the powers brewery bloody shirt, I think. But if they're going <laughs> to... We, we were thinking, is that cotton? We it, were convinced, it, it is cotton, cotton, isn't it? So they've got to have a cotton rest of the shirt if they're going to have a cotton collar because it's bloody cross-fibernation. It looked like they had the like had a, a business shirt on underneath it. Underneath. It was great. Fucking the worst jersey I've ever seen in my life. Gross. And that, I think that's what lost it for him. As you said on the group chat when someone took off, who was it? Bloody Oatsy. Yeah. Corey Oates took off to nobody in front of him and looked like he was running in quicksand and it must have been the collar just uh, like flapped up like plane wings and slowed him down. Yeah, like the Formula One thing to kind of ground him. Herbie Farnworth continues to impress. Well, he was the only shining light. Two tries from Herbie, one of them the uh, penalty try, of course, but apart from that, they didn't really have anything. No, they were pretty bad. The, the Cowboys, I must say, are improving. They're on the improve, but I still don't like that Todd Payton. Oh, well, my what goodness. What are you reckoning about this Jeremiah Nanai who's set the nah. world on fire and bloody now he's commanding upwards of $600,000. I reckon Blokes only played seven games or something and admittedly he scored three tries, but I oh, bloody flash in the pan. I think they're only playing the Broncos. Don't get ahead of yourselves and give this kid $600,000. Jesus, six hundred grand. Come on. And someone will pay it too, the bloody Bulldogs or someone. Yeah, it seems like uh, they're getting a little bit excited. But, I, yeah, no, he's good enough. Good yeah, enough. Uh, yeah, he's well, an exciting he was, young kid. He jo- he was, yeah, he was Johnny on the spot <clears throat> good on a couple of times there to score his tries. If he can get 600, good on the kid. Oh, but I, buddy, been saying it all along. They shouldn't be paying anybody that unless they pay all of them that. Well, let's talk about that in the next segment. Let's get this last game out of the way. Sea Eagles 13 over the poor old bloody Bulldogs. Well, the Manly didn't deserve to win this. The Bulldogs did everything they could to win this, I thought. And bloody Manly weren't even in the comp. weren't even in the comp. They weren't even in the game for a bloody a good while, and then they decided to have a go. They certainly didn't deserve it. Just the dumb mistakes they were making oh. over and over and, and you over. You watch them come out and play like bloody geniuses this weekend in Mudgee, but aside from that, uh, Bulldogs, plenty to like about the Bulldogs, isn't there? There's de- definitely not everyone's hated, you know, they're everyone's second or third favourite team nowadays. Oh, I wouldn't go that far. Oh, I love be. them. I, oh, I love oh, I love I the like story. I'm I'm all about yeah, the story. The story. I love I love the 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 trials and tribulations of T Baz Barrett. T Trent T Baz Barrett. 
Mm, and so uh, Desi was coming up against his old club there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the Bulldogs. The halfback swap kind of worked. I thought Brandon, Brandon Wakeham kind of played a little bit better than the other kid did, but still not great. There's still mm. a little lack of direction there. Matt Burton had yeah. a had a blind of the week before this, but it, uh, I think the conditions dampened. Yeah, he's a bit of a one-trick pony, this Burton, I think. Like nah. where he likes, loves putting up those big, massive bombs and stuff, but he doesn't seem to have much subtlety in his game. I, I suppose he'll learn that, won't he? I like him. I think he's good, and he'll get better and better Like once he settles into that position. But yeah, the, the, the teaming rain didn't help anybody, really. It was nah. a it was still a pretty good game, though. Did, did. <laughs> Speaking of blocker there before, so what's his name scored? Brandon Wakeham scored in the zero minute. So in the first minute, blocker. I, I distinctly remember, they'll make you pay for that. They'll make you pay. They'll make you pay. <laughs> That's all he could say. Oh, yeah, they'll make you pay. Like they do it all the time. Like they score in the first minute off a drop. Oh, they'll make you pay. What? Is, uh, can we have some more intelligent conv- conv- con? Conversation than that? No, not not Jesus from him. Jesus Christ, he's a punisher. You can't listen to him. And what? And one of our dogs fans out there says this, and get this: listen to this podcast, turn down the commentary, listen to this podcast. Isn't that a wonderful thing to do? Then you don't have to hear blocker. We didn't mention that before. Well, did talking we? to well, he kept, and he kept saying the manly side. Oh, oh, the manly side, the manly side. Like he couldn't say sea eagles, like normal people do. Yeah, he's weird. Bloody got bloody concussion. Well, talking about like, like all this shit that's coming. I mean, we're not talking about the Tigers this week. I've put a bloody stand. I've, I've put my foot down right. because I'm sick to death of that. That NRL three sixty all three nights this week. All Tigers. All, nothing about nothing, anything. I know. And the, Benny the bottom fucking of the Tiger. I'm They're, sick of Benny. I love the, Benny, but I'm sick of and, him. And they've been at the bottom of the table for ages. It's not like they've had this bloody. You know, this drop in form or anything. They've been like this for ages. So why? It's just because there's not much else to talk about. Or they don't do their research like we do and find things to talk about. One thing that struck me is all of these Balmain legends, I put that in finger quotes, all, all sniping from the rooftops about Madge this and team that and heart this and fucking... Where's all the West's players? Yeah. Have, have West just been stricken they, from the record? Have. Yeah. As far as I can tell, they're the ones. They're the power brokers in the whole in the whole joint venture. They're the ones with the money. Balmain, the Lee's Club's gone. It's just the they seem to be uh, Tigers in name only these days. But the West blokes don't like. Where's fucking? Where's Terry Langmack? Where's his opinion? Yeah. Terry Lang. No. Oh, fuck. What's his name? <laughs> Not Terry. Um, Paul Paul Langmack. Paul Langmack. Sorry. Where's his opinion? Where's Terry Terry Fernley? That's Terry who Fernley. I was thinking of. Yeah. Uh Warren Ryan, those well, sort they of don't blokes. Wanna, they don't want to have anything to do with the joint because there's blokes like Benny bloody running around. Bloody Benny coming out this week saying, Oh, I had Latrell Mitchell all but signed and then I read about it in the papers the next day that he'd signed with oh, South. Fuck if he's off. all but signed, <laughs> he signed, you dickhead. You had no chance of signing him. <sighs> Jesus Christ. And if you West Tigers fans want to come out and say, well, Latrell Mitchell's a flog off, but I'd love to have him at the club like where he should be. Get in touch with us. <laughs> you showed up tonight and proved me wrong. Things I said I'd never do since you heard I was through. But here I am, back in your arms. 
Before we get to this week's football, I just want to get your thoughts on the pain Haas. I'm going to call him Haas because that's what they call the... Um, the, oh, the race car team. Yeah, the race car team. What a wonderful season they're having already. Well, except for poor old Mick Schumacher who who broke his car a, in half. Yeah, oh, my well, goodness. Geez, how they get out of that? And like anyone that's against right. the halo and all of the safety precautions need their heads red because he, a few years ago he's dead. But a uh, wonderful story. Haas. 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 Is that what they call it? They call it Haas on the commentary. And they call it Alpine LP. Well, that's the proper pronunciation, well, isn't it? Well, then, yeah. now, now, there's a sport no that one... gets their names right. Oh, yeah. Jeez, wonderful. Wonderful sport, F1. If you're not into it, get into it. But, uh, yeah, so Payne, so they're all talking him up being the next million-dollar man. No, he's talking himself up to be the next oh. million-dollar man. Well, from all reports, anyway. Now, I've got a conspiracy theory to share with everybody mm-hmm. about this. Mm-hmm. Now, let's put uh, the pieces together, shall we? Payne's got a new manager. Guess the, who that is? Ayub? No. Tyron Smith. Oh, right. So Tyron handles a lot of footballers, doesn't he? Yeah. Ex-Balmain player, Tyron. Ex-Raiders. Ex-Raider for a bit, yeah. Geez, he had a good game for the Raiders one day. I tell that story all the time. I was there and... And, a, and an old bloke next to me called him over to the fence after the game and just gave him a hug and said, mate, you've had a fucking whale of a game. Oh, and he well, pronounced see, the H in whale. Well, I whale. <laughs> I watched him dismantle the Raiders one day at GIO Stadium. It wasn't even GIO Stadium back then when he was playing for the Tigers. Absolutely did a number on the Raiders. He could play a bit. Anyway, yeah, anyway good. you know who uh, Tyron's brother-in-law is, don't you? No. Anthony Mundine. Oh, right, of course. Yes. Now. Who's Anthony Mundine's best mate? Um, don't know. Coda Nasser. Right. Who's Coda Nasser's best mate? Payne Haas. Sonny Bill Williams. Oh. Who's Sonny Bill Williams' best mate? Who was cuddling, cuddling him in the dressing room? Don't know. What, after his Sonny fight? Sonny Bill Williams cuddling uh, uh, before his fight. There was two blokes they oh, shown on the media. That sorry, given, I didn't watch the fight. Oh, but, uh, so, oh Nick Politis? Nick Politis. And... Um, Trent Trent Robinson. Yeah, they were both there, of course. It's widely known Sonny Bill Williams is uh, Nick Politis' son. Yeah. Oh, they love each other. That's fair enough. And sorry, so where are we getting? Well, it's pretty fucking obvious to me that Tyron Smith is agitating for the Broncos to go, you know what, Payne, go fuck yourself. And then the Roosters just come in and go, well, we'll have him. Mm. And sign him to some bullshit three hundred and fifty thousand dollar contract. That's how it seems to me. Right. That's a pretty but, well because Jared Warrior is probably not going to be there for much exactly. longer. Exactly. They've got an aging Ford pack. Takiaho's off to the Dolphins, I think, or somewhere next year. Is it Takiaho or the uh, oh, other guy? Someone. I don't know. Tupanua. One know. of them's no, off. They're not, surely they're not getting rid of Tupanua. He's been their best. Well, one, of them's, one of them's off. I haven't researched that enough, and I'm sorry. But um, anyway, that was my conspiracy theory. But is Payne Haas worth $1 million? Of course not. There's no player in the game worth that. Well, looks what, look what's happened with the Titans with their $1.2 million superstar. How's it, how good is he going? So you're talking about Fafita, mm. and I thought he was pretty. He was okay on the weekend. He, oh, he didn't go missing, but they're playing him wrong. He's on the wrong side, but that's another story. But Payne's a very good player, but what, what's he done, though? He hasn't really proven himself, and of course he's been the bottom of the pack with the Broncos. Well, but he, he's definitely he's top, gr- oh, top yeah, five props absolutely. in the world. Absolutely, but look at Tal Malolo. 
But what happens if... What happened to him when they gave him $10 million? Well, yeah, he had a, he's been playing okay. Yeah, well, this year, but he had two years where he was awful. But it just throws your salary cap into disarray, paying oh, a proper million bucks. Stupid. You can't pay props. We can't, like you say, that there's, well, is there anyone worth a million if, well, if it does? Like, does it do things to your squad? Like, is there anyone at the Panthers on a million? Exactly. Probably, probably Clezer. Oh, well. His dad bloody chipping in his own money, probably, to give his young fella a nice time. But, okay, well, here you go. So, you've got Luke Brooks, right, that's on 900 grand. So, let's say he's on a million dollars anyway, right? So, look at the amount of – and it's – so, if you got someone on a million dollars, then they're the ones that you criticise when you're going bad, right? And so, that's why Luke Brooks is copping all the flack and everything, because he's on that sort of money. That's why bloody so-and-so – isn't copping all of the flack because they're not on all that money. So is Payne going to be the bloke that everyone goes, oh, all well, the bloody roosters are going shit this year. It's all Payne Haas's fault. I don't think there's any chance he's going to get a million bucks. I think it's all a ruse to get him away from the club because he's not happy there. Oh, at the Broncos. Has he said he's not happy? No, no. But I think that's what they're going to say. And they're going to, the roosters will swoop in and get him for, because as, you, as everybody in the rugby league, Community knows people will take unders to, to play oh, at the tri colours. The yeah. Oh, they'll just take unders, mate. So well coached. Anyway, the tips you got uh, one, two, three. Mm, that sounds about right for me. Now I got one, two, three, four, five. My that, wife's now, in a tipping competition, did I tell you? And she's going way better than me. She always asked me, oh, should I tip the Raiders? And I said, no chance. Don't tip the Raiders. And she did. And look what happened. Well, the score is after three rounds, 14, me, 10, you. Oh, that's not too bad. I'm four behind. <laughs> I can make that up over the season. <laughs> Round four kicks off tonight with uh, the Titans versus the West Tigers at Seabus Super Stadium on the Gold Coast. A change on Thursday, Isaac Liu ruled out after testing positive to COVID. Mm. Uh, Jamin Jolliffe comes in off the bench and Jared Wallace comes in on the bench. Wow, is he a Wallace we haven't seen all year? Yeah, where's he been? Maybe he's been injured, I don't know. Languishing. Former Bronco Jermaine Isako plays his first game for the club at fullback. Now, this was a mid-season transfer, of course. Could have gone to the Eels. Everybody said he was going to the Eels. What's happened to Presto? Yeah, well, I'm getting to that. Oh, in, sorry. Injured. He's got his ribs. Remember last oh, week he, he got a rib rattler. Got a rattler. Uh, and Corey Thompson returns from a hand injury. Now, that'll help him. Oh, uh, wonderful, because Philip Sami's out as well, is he's he? He's got the COVID too. Oh, COVID. Wow. COVID doing a number on the Titans. Yeah. For the Tigers, no changes expected. Uh, Jimmy Roberts uh, got the quad injury and Ken Mamalo with the ankle injury. And Tuolungi... Uh, um, he had a head knock, uh, like an HIA thing, and they, they're all back from injury. Right. So, so yeah, because I saw Jimmy up in the box there the other week, but, jeez, I don't know. How do you pick him? I don't know. <sighs> he said, to his now, this was interesting when I was watching the coach's box. Jimmy Roberts seemed genuinely pissed off about the whole. Like, you know... Uh, that spoke to me a little bit about how, you know, people are saying that players are offside with the coach and I, I think if you if you're offside you don't sit up there with him yeah. for a start and you don't get genuinely cranky about how the team's going you just kind of you know you think well I'm still getting paid yeah um so that was a good sign for him I think and I'm gonna go I, I, I think I might have picked the Tigers every week have I Tigers oh, well. Tigers I have, you know. I'm doing it again. <laughs> That's how stupid I am. I'm well, pick- 
That's not a bad tip, though. But I'm going to go Titans because it's at home. Well, that's the that's the smart the smart tip, isn't it? But hey, I I'll tell you how you win games against the Titans. Just keep Brimson bloody quiet. I, did you even hear Brimson's name called apart from when Sammy knocked his shorts off? Yeah, well, I swear they, to God, I didn't hear him called all game all that second half. When they checked that try, that wasn't a try. Yeah, but jeez, I kept him quiet and that's how you win. And then poor old bloody Sextown starts doing real stupid stuff. So, Jock Madden and bloody Luke Brooks, there you go. That's how you win. That's how you win. Well, I think after last week, uh, Tino and um, who's the other bloke? Fafita uh, both had, like you say, they were reasonably involved. And, and yeah. in my experience, they don't have two good games in a row, those two. Oh, yeah, and, well, they played both played really good, I thought. And I think the Gold Coast bench is just not uh, when when Kevin Proctor came on, that was a real drop. Oh yeah, they deflated, didn't they? I think he's he might be a bit past that old oh, Kev. Absolutely. Anyway, I'm hoping the Tigers win, and I'll tip them just. I think I'll just tip them all year. I'll put them in as an automatic selection. Right. Grant Atkins, the referee in that one. Yeah. Uh, Steve Chids and Chitty, the senior <laughs> review official. Sharks versus Knights, first game on Friday night at Points Bet Stadium. Which one's that? Oh, that's, that's uh, the new Sharks. Cronulla facility. Yeah, the Cronulla facility. Talakai moves from the second row to centre. What? After oh, his barnstorming game. He's got to be the scariest centre of all time. Yeah. Holy uh, crap. Because Connor Tracy's done his groin. Oh, right. So they're not running anything down that side. I hope it is. I hope it's just a, like well, an actual yeah. muscle injury rather than... I hope Connor doesn't need to uh, come back with a, a um, Newton's cradle. Well, I hope he does for our sake. <laughs> Jeez, I'm going to make some money. Teague Wilton returns from suspension in the second row. Uh, he went all right he a couple right. of games ago. Yeah, yeah. he goes all right. Aiden Tolman came, uh, will come from the bench in his 300th game. Jesus Christ. Can you believe that? Aiden Tolman. So he's uh, he's um, Jake Tarojevic without a good brother. I'm a fan of Aiden. I always <laughs> yeah, have he's a, bloody, Jeez, he's, ger- he's a bloody journeyman, isn't he? Honest. Uh, for the Knights, skipper Kalen Ponga has uh, again been named to return from the knee injury. And Brody Jones is the replacement for Mitch Barnett, who's out for six weeks, of course. Six, six weeks. Jeez, that's a long time. That's what so do you know stupid. about um, Brody Jones? I don't know much about him nothing. at all. Nothing. Might be all right. Brody. Um, oh, God, this one's hard to pick. Yeah. Both well, teams think, going pretty well. Yeah, both going good. I'm going to pick Cronulla. Oh, I forgot to mention in the wrap-up, I was really impressed with Tex Hoy. Yeah, because you, you haven't rated him much, have you? I don't think anyone has, but he was generally a fullback or a winger. But, jeezy, I thought he had a good game at 5'8", or well, halfback, I mean. Didn't they thank him by dropping him? Yeah. Well, Clooney's Kloon, <laughs> back. <laughs> oh, Clooney. Adam. Adam. Well, Kloon. Oh, no, he played last week. Why yeah, did they played. drop him? Was it Clifford know. that was out? Clifford. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. I not pay that much attention. I'm going to go Knights. Okay, well, I'm going Sharks, because... You gotta you gotta catch up. That's why. Mm-hmm. No, I think they'll win. Um, who's refereeing this one? Uh, ben Katia Katia Cummins and Steve Chids Chitty, the senior review official. Chids again. is backing up again. He might be just in his lounge room with a deadly w- Wi-Fi connection. No, no, they have to beat the ground. Those bikes, don't they? They're oh, the ones no, in the ref's who'd ear. Who know? Um, Blockbuster coming up next. Yeah, grand final rematch. Oof. Panthers, a massive, massive boost for the Premiers with Nathan Cleary ready to return. Clares. Clares so is what back. happens to poor old bloody, what's his name? He's Just back dumb. to reserve grade. 
poor bugger. Jeez, he's been playing good. He has, but he, he, I, I saw an interview with him and he, he copped it. He said, oh, I oh, know, I'm fucking not in. I'm yeah, not. I'm not the coach's son. As soon as bloody the coach's last name's O'Sullivan, I'm back in. Yeah, it's been a tough decision, but I've got to cut you. Uh, Scott Sorensen comes in for Chris Smith, who got that head knock, of course, from um, Nelson Asafa Solomon. Oh, so, yeah, so he put him out for the bloody week and gets yeah. a $1,000 fine, which he can easily afford. Uh, what's the name? was on 360 last Disgusting. night. Uh, what's his name? That bloody brain injury fellow. He's got a real brain, bad brain damage. Benny Alonso. Spud. Oh. <laughs> Spud Carroll was on 360 last Jesus night saying. Christ. Well, $1,000 is not fucking enough, mate. They've got to, they've got to find them 1% of their salary. 1%. You see, you, uh, Nelson's on 800000 You find him eight grand. See if he does it again. I thought, fucking, he's not going to care about eight grand either, Spud. If he's on eight hundred grand, 1%. Yeah, eight grand, right? I don't know. Well, that's the way Spud figured it out. I presumed he's right. Spud have all these fingers and everything. <laughs> Socks off counting. 1%. Fucking hell. Jesus. Spud. How about just rub him out for a month, mate? That might yeah. d- deter it Six as well. Six weeks, like Barnett. Uh, yeah, so Scott Sorensen's in. Jeez, he's been playing good too. Oh, jeez. Well, so, there's your journey, man. Yeah. He seems like he's been around for bloody years, Scott Sorensen. Cronulla, Raiders, Stanford. James Fisher, Harris and Liam Martin have been named... Uh, Amongst the reserves, will be pushing for selection. You'd think that bloody James Fisher Harris just walks straight back in. Why wouldn't he be a walk-up star? He mustn't be. Must be underdone. On the back of an impressive win over the Roosters, coach Jason Demetriou has been uh, uh, has named an unchanged squad, Mm. except Blake Taff comes in um, on the reserve list, like the you know extended man. Yeah, and he might fill in. Oh, no, you wouldn't think that he'd be coming in for anybody. Oh, maybe no. Jackson Paulo might need a bit of a rest. He hasn't been great, but um, yeah, this will be a bloody good game, won't it? Oh, yeah. Referee <laughs> Ashley Klein. What do you reckon Souths might even win this? Well, Panthers haven't been impressive, have they? They've been well, like just I sort said, of, they're flimsy. Yeah, they're flimsy out wide, but but of course they overcome that by bloody scoring a heap of points. But what's South's bloody out wide defence like? What's bloody Tarnay and bloody Campbell Graham going to do? They're going to stop him. Alex Johnson, he's been around for a while. He knows how to stop him. Surely, make him go up the middle. They can't score up the middle. Surely, a lot of this is going to depend on. I'm going the Rabbitohs. Well, it's going to depend on whether Latrell wants to have a go or not. I'm going the Rabbitohs. He does traditionally fire up, doesn't he? Oh, well. For the big games, the big matches. What about last week? Did bloody fire up against bloody Joey Manu after he put him out for bloody 16 weeks? Did he fire up last week? Well, I must admit he played a little bit bit better better, than... Well, a little bit. He didn't just seagull around. Yeah, he did. But he he had a couple (laughs) more... Hit ups. Couple more involvements. Well, let's see if he can double those involvements. Oh, I'm going, are you going south? South. I'm going Panthers. Mm. Okay. Next up on Saturday, first game: Warriors versus Broncos at Morton Daly Stadium. That's on the Sunshine Coast, isn't it? Red beautiful Cliff. stadium. No, Red, Red Cliff. Oh, sorry, Red Cliff. Red it's Cliff. got the nice big rolling hill yeah. at the back. Oh, nice. Beautiful stadium. I want to go there one day. Sean Johnson's been named on the extended bench as he nears a return from a pec injury. Uh, he should play, I reckon. Yeah. Uh, it'll be the first time him and Reese Walsh have played together, I believe. Oh, geez, that'll be an excitement machine. Jack Murch has been promoted with Bailey Siren and ruled out for no particular reason, it seems. Uh, 
Elisa Kator has been named to play, but will continue to be monitored after suffering an eye injury. Remember that? He got a big poke. Ooh. Oof. Looked gross. It closed up immediately. Do we need to get headgear for the eyes? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a little pair of welder's goggles or something. Well, like well, that, that AFL kid's yeah. got the sunnies. Bloody Cox, a big American idiot. What a cl- clown. Oh, God. Uh, even if you needed them, you just wouldn't wear them. Just, and they're not even good-looking sunnies. I've just got a good uh, a message from our good mate, Mooka. Um, i got to drive to Lindhurst, says Mooka. Gee, a, footy, a good footy podcast would make the trip a bit better. Oh. It's always around this time that we get the agitation, yeah, isn't it? They start agitating. Yeah, where's podcast? our bloody podcast? They don't boys. even bloody know that it takes a bit to bloody produce <laughs> such a quality thing. We're not just talking into our phone. I've got, produ- got to edit it. I've got to put country music on. I've got to... Bleep out all the C words. Come on. We'll, we'll have it ready for you soon. We'll just, Buddy, just delay on, your trip for an hour, mate, and we'll have it ready for you. Uh, well, isn't it good that he cares? He loves the show. Yeah, loves the show. Loves good, great supporter of the show. Just yeah. bought himself a motorcycle too. Oh, We're going to be motorcycle Jesus men. Christ. Me and Mooka. Uh, Kurt Capel is battling a calf problem. has been listed among the reserves. Mm. Kurt Capel. Capel. Thomas Flegler returns from suspension. That's a good in. Yeah, it's a good in. He's Uh, a pretty honest sort of player. What about Kobe Hetherington been playing for him or not? uh, Playing for him? I can't remember. He's all right. He's a fringy, Kobe. He's all right. He's playing. He's on the bench. Jordan Ricky has been named despite suffering rib cartilage damage against oh, the Cowboys. That's got to hurt. hurt. I wonder it? if Chansey's okay after his rib rattler. He's all right. He's tough as teak. Um, <laughs> he's not really. I don't reckon he's real tough at all. They're all going on. Oh, jeez, he's tough. He does a lot of wincing. Yeah, he's always wincing. And he had his wedding ring on. Anyway, we're not talking about them. We're talking about the Broncos. Uh, referee for this one, Chris Sutton. Oh, God. Mm. Isn't it? Isn't it strange how you can just keep getting picked keep to getting ref picked. after blundering a ref uh, tackle count? The most uh, basic of referee jobs. Oh, the most basic Christ. senior review review official Aaron Alan Alan How's Branko Lee getting kept out of this Broncos side? Anyway, uh, tough. This is tough to pick. I'm going to go with the Broncos. There you go. Wouldn't you take Billy Walters at the Raiders if you were oh, a Raiders boy, fan? You've been talking him up all year, but Jesus. Jesus, where do you bloody put bloody Frawls? <laughs> I'm sure Frawls comes in every week and gives him a big bag full of shoes. Here you go, fellas. These are last season. Get into them. Big <laughs> <laughs> plastic bag full of odds, no, odds, 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 you know, like mismatched sizes and stuff. No, oh, you'd yeah. have one of those airport trolley bags, you know, like the, yeah. the suitcase on wheels. Here you go, horsey. We know that one foot size 13, the other one size 8. <laughs> well, no, that'll be all right. Still be <laughs> all right. Yeah, all right. Oh, I'll just cut the toes out of the little one. Be good. No, I'm saying horsey's got, he's got two different size feet. Oh, no, I know. I thought you were going to cut the toes out like Tom Hanks in... <laughs> In um, in big no in um oh splash one where he, the one where he got wrecked on the island <laughs> Wilson oh whatever that is Castaway cast oh I remember he found it. the dead black shoes and he cut the toes oh out. I haven't even seen it what I've seen Splash though and I've seen big. you haven't seen Castaway no I haven't I haven't seen I've seen Big come on mate get well it I would have thought it'd be big because he grows into an adult and how are you going to get adult shoes. Got to cut the toes out of your kids' shoes. Are you going? Broncos. Broncos. Yep. Mm, yeah, me too. I don't think the Broncos can play as bad as they did last week. And they did play bad. Let's face it. They, it's not like they're out-muscled or anything. They just played bad. They won't They won't play that bad for Kevy again. 
The picturesque Glen Willow Oval hosts the Sea Eagles versus the Raiders on Saturday, 5.30 p.m. Eagles uh, red-hot favourites going into this manly after their one-point win against bloody Bulldogs last week, and they're red-hot forty-five favourites. Are they? Red-hot. Unbackable almost. Uh, Diamond Des has named a... I just, I just coined a nickname for him, Diamond. And then he'll change it to Dimebag later. Mm. Uh, when <laughs> when he joins a, a, a rock and roll supergroup, uh, he's named an unchanged seventeen for the trip to Mudgee. Josh Alloway, Alloway. As I want to know how to pronounce his name. Josh, put out a video, mate, so that we know how to pronounce uh, it. Because yeah. nobody, I'm I'm certain nobody knows how to pronounce it properly. He well, served he? his suspension. He's on the reserve bench. Uh, oh, well, on the extended bench anyway. For the Raiders, winger Nick Chotrich has returned. Uh, expected to return from the quad injury, the mysterious quad injury. Well, it put but him I, out for a few weeks, so it mustn't have been like a disciplinary, oh, like he was flicking blokes' oh, ears on the bus. I don't know. I think I think it's just convenient because uh, Seb Chris has got the COVID, oh. so he's out. But uh, apart from that, unchanged from last week's stirring victory, the shoe man Frawls retains his number fourteen jersey. <laughs> who are you picking in this one? I know who you're picking. Oh, God, I can't pick the Raiders because they're giving oh. me a... No, I can't because they're giving me a bloody heart attack every time I watch the blokes. And, jeez, uh, I don't know, because Manly are a bit of a bloody bogey side for the poor buggers as well, I think. But you know what, bugger it, I'm going to go Raiders. Bugger it, bugger it. Referee. I, uh, no, it's going to come back and bite me, but bugger it. Referee Ziggy. Um, oh, God, Jesus Christ. Well, at least he'll be on his toes, I suppose, this week. Now, everything going... Right. I'm, gonna go, I'm gonna have to go, Manly. I can't pick the Raiders. Everything anymore. going right. The Raiders should win this game, surely. They should, but I can't pick them. No, I know they always bloody go bad against Manly for some reason. I don't know. Uh, Saturday, seven thirty-five. The last game at Queensland Country Bank Stadium, one eight hundred smiles, is the Cowboys versus the struggling Roosters. For the Cowboys, Cohen Hess has a chance to play after scans show no structural. Jesus, damage. I thought he was retired. <laughs> Uh, anyway. Otherwise unchanged for Todd's men. Uh, for the Roosters, just one change with Daniel head puncher Saluka Fafita coming in on the oh, bench in the place that of... Bloke. Yeah, well, he's, he's... The he's head dr- puncher. He's dropped Fletcher Baker. Robbo's gone. Oh, he's done not only has he, he got COVID, coach. well, he's got COVID. He hey, can't, Robbo? Yeah, he can't go to, to Townsville. Jesus. But it seems he's contracted malaria at the same time because Fletcher Baker's been one of their best. Oh, and Joseph well, Suwali apparently is right to go, but he hasn't been named anywhere. Bloody Tedesco keeps his spot. <laughs> he doesn't know how to coach anymore. I got to pick. Oh, jeez. No, you can't pick the Cowboys. No way. I'm picking Roosters. I'm going Cowboys then. Okay. Jeez, we're nearly all different apart from the well, Broncos. I got to do something. I got to do something. The bloody <laughs> Cowboys are on a bloody purple patch. Uh, referee Jared Sutton. Yes, that'll go against the Roosters. <laughs> Storm, oh, come on, Jared loves Eves. Oh, I know, I know. Yeah, right. Uh, oh, sarcasm. Mm. Sarcasm. Uh, Storm versus Bulldogs, <laughs> last game of the round. Why do the Bulldogs keep getting the last game? I don't I think know. that. They're a draw. They're, a, they're a, as in like they draw the crowds. The Bulldogs are having a resurgence with the crowds. Even though they haven't won any games, have they? One. I don't know. Jack Hetherington's out for the season. Yeah, poor old Jack. Shoulder injury gone. Uh, <sighs> poor for old the Jack. For the Storm, Xavier Coates and hooker Harry Grant are back. 
Uh, <laughs> Xavier's recovered from his hams and um, Harry is rid of the COVID. Uh-huh. And Brandon Smith goes back to the bench, Nick Meany and Chris Lewis out. Well, that's a bit hardly done by by bloody Meany. What's he done wrong? Oh, not much, but I think Xavier's a little highly, a little more highly regarded. Well, Coatsy, I reckon, did nothing last week. It's awful. Uh, for the dogs, the, as you said, lost Jack Hetherington. Corey Waddell takes his place mm. in the run-on side, no oh. less. Good on you, Corey. Shop, shop's in the uh, run-on side too. Shoppy's in number three. And uh, Max King's been named despite going off early last week. So dogs seemingly full strength, I suppose, apart from Hevo. Hevo. But he was only <laughs> bloody one game away from getting suspended for the rest of his life. Well, he's a liability, isn't he? Oh, poor old Hevo. And especially he's in a, a game target. like this. He's yeah, a target. With a, pack, with a pack full of renowned bloody Nigglers. shit merchants like these Nigglers. blokes. Yeah. Yeah, Hevo might have got sent, so it's probably for the best. Geez, they got a bloody pretty flimsy bench, though. That's a very un-Melbourne kind of bench, isn't it? Alec McDonald, Trent Loyero, and Tepai Moreto. Mo- <laughs> Jesus Christ, sorry. <laughs> you butchered it. <laughs> Moroa. Moroa. Sorry, I read that wrong. I haven't got my glasses on. <laughs> <laughs> that I need for seeing That's long... Distance. Absolutely disgraceful. I you know, I'm sorry. Spend the afternoon oh. on the Angola project, gonna, please. I'm going to. Can't go past the storm yeah, here. Yeah, storm. Sorry, dogs, fans. You've been going good, but. That could be a real bloody. Wouldn't that be that nice? That could be a I'd real be, flogging, it, actually. I'd be, it'd be worth it for the dogs to win for me to lose my tip. Referee for that one's Adam G with Ashley. No, that's Sunday. That's the first game Sunday. Yeah, sorry. I mean, yeah, I got confused. Sorry, I didn't. Check it either. So we already got next eels and dragons. There we go. Combank Stadium, aka West Bank. I mean Bank West. Bank West. Uh, for the eels, Ryan Madison's back uh, from a hamstring injury, mm. and he joins the bench along with Bryce. He bloody card, right? Bryce is back in the fold. Well, they got to replace Warumu Grieg and uh, poor old Ray Bloody Stone. Poor old Ray. So they had to go to the barrel. <laughs> Come well, on, Bryce. Remember Bryce going fairly decent there towards no. the back of last year. I you thought. dreamed it. Did I? Yeah. Uh, well, I thought it was once he bloody got his vaccinations and split up with his missus. Started going good. Terrible player. Dragons, for uh, for the Dragons, Matt Fienoy replaces the injured Cody. Cody's got a real bad ham, apparently. Might be out for an extended period. I love Cody Ramsey. But mm. Matt Fienoy's a fair player. Jack Jasevsky starts in the back row for the suspended Jaden Sewer. Oh, so Sewer did get... Suspended, did he? Yeah, Suar, sorry. Suar. Uh, so, what, what did he get, two weeks? Oh, I think only a week. Shoulder, oh, maybe Shoulder two. to the head. Well, he's got to change his technique. Repeat offender. Yeah, I know. And Woodsy's back from his ham problems. Right. They've got ham problems all over the place. What's bloody hook feeding them? Ham. <laughs> <laughs> he's a renowned ham merchant. He cuts it off real thin <laughs> slithers and just feeds it to them before they get their, while they're getting rubbed down. Hey, you got your, your, your boy's got your ham? Everybody and he pulls knows it out of his pocket. Eating ham goes straight to your hamstrings and they get too fat and that's well, why they Well, I would have thought that it bolster your hams. So maybe that's why Woodsy's back because he's had come back from ham-related no, injury by re- eating hams. It's reverse. Uh, now, for the referee for this one, here's a, here's a shock. Who? Todd Smith. Who's he? I don't know. He's a little ranger. Got strawberry blonde hair. Has he? Oh, that kid. He's usually he's a, t- a touchy. Oh, he's a touchy, but they, and they've called him a touchy on the thing, but they bloody promoted him because they know that bloody Ziggy's a dud. No, Ziggy's, he's reffing. Who's missing then? No, <gasps> I know Ziggy's reffing, but 
Who's missing? Yeah, well, who's who's he? Got? Oh, I no, know. Well, Sutton's it's Atkins. Atkins. Atkins has been dropped. So the one bloke that didn't make any mistakes, and they drop him. What's going on there? Oh. Well, no, Atkins is in. A, he's Disgusting. he's doing he's doing a couple of senior review official gigs, oh. so he can't have been dropped. He's just been. Maybe he's got a hand. Pro- oh no, he is refereeing. Sorry, oh, I don't know. Who cares? Oh, I've got to get to Todd, the bottom of this. Todd Smith. Let's see what his whistle techniques like. See if he's got big puffy cheeks so he can blow a whistle for five minutes. No, I've got to get to the bottom of this. Is it Adam G? Well, Adam G, we haven't haven't mentioned. Yeah, we have. Have we? Ziggy's in. Sutton's in. Well, maybe they're just not getting double duties anymore because it's too much of a workload. No, this is blowing my mind. I don't know who's out. Cat's hair's there. We'll the two Suttons are there. We'll, I'll have to put it in we'll the show notes. On, we'll put it on Twitter when Bloody we find hell. out where we get to the bottom of it. Anyway, who are you tipping? Uh, eels. Who are they playing again? St. George. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, me too. Eels. All right. Well, that's, buddy. That's a, that's going to be interesting. I think I'm going to just nudge even further ahead with those selections. All right. We'll see what happens. Uh, all right. Well, I suppose we've we yarned, on a, yarned on enough, have we? It's a wrap. We're kind of looser, kind of looser sort of format this year, aren't we? We're not as structured. As let us know what you reckon. And, of course... Right, buddy, get on the blower. Yeah, Tell us it. who you reckon's your biggest flog off, but you love him at your team. Sending your It's a wonderful, wonderful initiative here at League Indeed. doesn't have to be that, though. No. You can tell us whatever you want. You can fart. You can tell us what you reckon about our bloody our Newton's Cradle idea. You can tell us all sorts of things. We're here to listen. We're here, we're here for you, the loyal listeners of League Indeed. And we all love you. We love you. We love you so much. Who has I got... Got hit in the in the rocks. McInnes. Was it? McInnes. No. no, Kurt Mann. Kurt Mann. We could call it the... The man. The man. <laughs> oh, the man cradle. <laughs> they were staring us in the oh, face. In the face. Well, I hope literally not staring us in the face, but bloody... <laughs> can you imagine the ads for the man cradle? M-A-N-N cradle. The man... <laughs> Well, you you used to draw sneakers in at uh, when you oh, were a kid. I'm so can you, you draw us that. up? You'll have to draw us up a some prototype. Concept, yeah, some yeah. concept art. I've I've just been getting into animations and stuff on my uh, iPad. So maybe I'll animate something. The man cradle, two ends, of course. Yeah, yeah. After, uh, well, we're going to have to cut Kurt in on a slice of the action. I don't think so. I don't. Know, I think he's the kind of bloke that'd say, "Yeah, you're right, fellas. I'm earning six hundred grand a year here. You guys will be right." Wonderful ideas. Thanks for listening again, everybody, and uh, we hope we'll get this out. Uh, Sam will do a bit of squirreling and get it all edited up so that Mark can listen, Mooka can listen on his way to Lindhurst. What a night, what a lovely oh, town. Wouldn't that be a lovely drive today? If it's, it's a beautiful like drive. Perth. Yeah, I love Lindhurst. Geez, I get nostalgic for that drive, and oh. I've done it. I must, I must have driven that road a billion times. I drove home from Bunbury on the weekend, and I was, it made me think about all the times I drive from Cowra to Dubbo. Dubbo to Bathurst, Mudgy. Bathurst to Orange, Mudgy to Golgong. Just wonderful drives. If you're out there this weekend, get out for a drive. Listen to us on your podcast. Listen to the footy. Get out, have a drive. Let us know what you think. Thanks for listening. See you next week. See ya.
Since you and I were 